Yes, people, it's episode 160 of Griff's Brain Dump, and it's me, Griff, obviously. Um, as you'll know by the show title, there's a guest. I know so many podcasts try to make like the guest a surprise, but when you click on the link, you see that there's a guest. So <laughs> what were you playing at? So um, <laughs> no further ado, I'll introduce my guest. Uh, how do you want to be introduced, actually? I was just a, 52 weeks later. Here he is, 52 weeks later. Um, you are a, author, a writer. I'm a writer, yep. You've um, got your writing project 52 weeks later. Yep. How, how is that going? How's that going? So um, it's going at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, 52 weeks later is going to be uh, the title of my book regarding my travels around Japan for 52 weeks. Wicked. Um, and so I... Initially had it as a project to like finish the book in 52 weeks. That hasn't happened. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 52 weeks plus some more. Um, but yeah, um, well, I've kind of like restarted again. Did um, started um, replanned better, and yeah, so I'm it's going well at the moment. No, wicked, 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 wicked. So have you now kind of removed? a kind of target date of when to get it done and more just focus on the process of just getting it done. I, st- I still need a target date. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, without a target date, it could be going on forever and ever. And I, I, and I want to release this book by the end of 2020. Awesome. So, um, but um, I put mini targets. So, like, by the end of this month, I should have finished the first chapter. Yep. And I'm looking on course to do that. Cool. And then in your mind, what what is it about your book that you feel like, you know, what made you compelled to write it? What do you think will make people want to read? Okay, so first of all, I had an awesome time. Yeah. Um, it was an experience. Like, I've been to, like, quite a lot of countries in the world. But, like, Japan was very special. And to travel it for a year was just awesome. So I thought, I need to share my story. Yeah. Um, secondly... Um, for black people, oh, I am a black person. <laughs> um, there is, there's places that you want to go, but you're not too sure. Because right. for a white person traveling and a black person traveling, different experiences yeah, sometimes. Yeah, kind sure. of thing. And like with Japan, um, that place was a place that I always wanted to go when I was younger. Yeah. But it seemed too far away. Yeah, and sure, then yeah. also, I didn't know okay, how... They treat black people there. Cool. And like, um, but it all changed when like one of my friends went to teach English out there, and then she was kind of like the gateway for me to actually hit yeah. Japan. And yeah, it's fantastic. So I want to share like a black British Ghanaian experience yeah. of traveling Japan. There you go. That's the that's the USP. Because for me, I I think of Japan, and I realised that all my views of Japan are really stupid and almost impossible. Like, I expect there to be dragons and robots and Godzilla, as well as geisha girls, <laughs> girls in school uniforms, um, Hello Kitty, yeah, floating cars, mm-hmm. talking toilets, mm-hmm. and a lot of, like, live fish being eaten. In markets, <laughs> how many? How many? How how much of that? How is you know, actually describing Japan there? <laughs> well, do you know what the funny thing is? Other than the floating cars, you're pretty much on point. 
<laughs> and then some. Um, yeah, like you do get okay. Um, they've got an obsession okay with like school uniforms. Yeah. Like girls in school uniforms. Like you can go to like special cafes. Right. Where you're dressed with like um, the people serving are dressed in school uniforms. Right. And it's a bit weird okay when like the woman's like maybe in her sixties. Jesus Christ. I know. So um, it's not even such a thing of oh barely legal type of that niche of adult industry. It's actually just, they like the school uniform. They do, they do. Um, What else did you mention? Uh, You mentioned about robots. Yep. Yep, there are robots. Um, (laughs) The toilets do talk to you. Uh, They sing like a jointy tune, okay, while you're doing your biz. Brilliant. Um, And do you know what, they're heated as well. Seats are heated. Right. Yeah, like I wasn't, I wasn't really like a toilet person before yeah. going to Japan. Like I would like do my business and then leave. Asia has nice toilets. It does. I'm, so do. I'm talking about Asia in general because I've been to Brunei, mm-hmm. Malaysia, mm-hmm. and Indonesia, and mm-hmm. they all have built-in kind of bidet systems. Yep. And it, you come back to the UK and be like, we're disgusting. <laughs> like, how, how can I do a number two and not wash my ass? I know. It's, I know. It's like, paper's not going to suffice. <laughs> And yeah, wet, wet scented paper's not going to suffice either. No. I need a need jet. jet. A warm gel of water, yeah. To caress again my, my arse follicles. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I was like, nah, these feel dirty. I imagine Japanese toilets are on another level. To, they are. They're on another level. They have a kind of like a little seat as well. Right. Um, so like when you do your number two, mm. it drops onto the seat. And then, okay, it flushes into the actual... So you always yeah. have, like, you don't have to do your your fireman's uh, blanket or build your tissue sans serum no. on top <laughs> of the, the toilet. <laughs> oh, you've got a little sofa bed just there. <laughs> and then, okay, it could be washed off. Um, and they had, like, little, like, things, because as well as the, like, the music, you've got um, buttons where, like, it'll, like scented, like, right. perfume kind oh, of nice. thing. Um, to mask okay, the, yeah. the stench. Um, sometimes when you flush, there'll be like a little tap. So like the water that eventually will go down to flush. Yeah. You like, you wash your hands. So it's, oh, so it's that energy efficient in that way. Heck, that makes a lot of sense as well. Mm. Uh, I'm impressed. I'm impressed by these Japanese toilets. <laughs> <laughs> these toilets would be impressive. I just knew it. I was uh, going to do toilet as well. Um, you're right, so they do. So I'll pause this for now. You have got a meeting in. Have you got a meeting or something in there? Yeah, sorry. How long for? Um, what do you need? Um, sorry, yeah, so back in to the pod. Um, yeah, so Japan, so you've got to be, so the book's on the cover, you're 52 weeks. In tra- do you travel alone or? Uh, through the 52 week yeah. day journey? Um, I don't. Um, I do have a couple of uh, companions yep. with me, but it's it's mainly alone. Yeah. Um, and then there's, I travel with um, people that um, I met, meet along the way. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's, I've only ever travelled, not can't put travelling, I've been away alone twice, mm-hmm. um, only for like two or three days at a time. Mm-hmm. First time was in Chicago, I was there for two days, and then went to Brunei on my own um, for two days as well. Yeah, I just think that you just have such a, if you can get over being on your own. Yeah. You, and just actually embrace it as an opportunity. It's mm. like, you, you can literally just do what you want. This is it. It's like, there's no thing of, oh, I'm hungry. 
and is the person I'm going with, are they hungry? Because really? now, should we go downstairs for breakfast? Like, no, I'm just going to go downstairs for breakfast and just get my breakfast. And yep. they sit there. If people do look at you with a bit of sadness, though, and they go, oh, so table four? Yeah, just one. <laughs> table, table four, one. They're like, oh, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> they kind of look at you just to make sure you're okay. I think you get better service when you're on your own. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You get better service. Um, people are more kind of open like, to kind of speak to you. Because mm. if you've got somebody, you're normally okay speaking with that person and then you're kind of like, you've got your own kind of like cocoon. Yeah. But yeah, when you're by yourself, like people are more like friendlier. Um, you can get like discounts and treats and yeah, such. Yeah. And yeah, um, like the majority of the, the journey was by myself. Um, but yeah, I do recommend like everybody okay to like, travel by yourself i think the first time i traveled by myself was actually to surprise a friend yeah. in germany so she was half brazilian half german right um the university friend and i'd been to her place before yeah in germany but it was it must have been like six months prior yeah um and i got off the flight so I was like, okay, I'm in Germany, Germany I'm Dortmund. I kind of remember like the way, because my yeah. memory's like kind of good. Then as I came like, off the plane, got my luggage, I realized I did not know a word of German <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, and then like I'd written down the instructions like to get to like, um, I need to get a bus. Yeah. But I didn't know, okay, where to actually get that actual that bus. That bus. Once you're on the bus, you're fine. But yeah, how do I get... This is exactly it. Um, and I remember that it was like, there's a motorway. Yeah. It's like a straight motorway. And then, um, which goes parallel with like a tram line. Right. And um, then like, I think that maybe like a mile afterwards, that's yeah. where her place was. So I decided to go like along the, the motorway. Mm. And I thought, let me catch the tram. But then I didn't have any coins with me. Uh, so, and like, it novice. was a, <laughs> proper novice, proper. Um, and it was, there was a snow, snowstorm as well. Uh, actually, no, there had been a snowstorm. Yeah. So like, there was about seven inches of snow. And I'm just, one black guy just traveling, okay, along the motorway. <laughs> I think it must've taken about two hours for me, okay, to yeah. get into the actual like um, city. Um, then, I said, I remembered, okay, like her place, got to her place, knocked on the door. Did I not know that she had moved? Oh, sh- I know, I know. So um, I must have um, gone to McDonald's, there was free Wi-Fi there. Nice and then um, I must have um, contacted like one of her, a mutual friends. Yeah. And then they gave me like the actual- The new address. New address. How far away was that from? It wasn't that far. Oh, Luckily, okay. like it was yeah, two yeah. roads down. Literally the same. In the same town, at least. That's exactly it. That's exactly that. Fortunately. Um, so then left McDonald's and I was like, okay, let's go. Yeah. So um, knocked on the door. And then like her parents were there. And they didn't speak English. They spoke and, German. And did they know you? They didn't know me. <laughs> so they, they, they knew German, they knew Brazilian. Uh, I didn't know, okay, Portuguese or okay, um, yeah. uh, German. And then they was like, oh, um, Natalie, I show you how. That's wait, hold up. That's a poor German accent or poor Brazilian. Um, but yeah, we were both like looking at each other, okay. And then I was like, okay, uh, I'm just gonna go to McDonald's again. So I went back to McDonald's, um, and then our mutual friend got in contact with her. Yeah. 
And then she was like, then she came and then, <laughs> fortunately. Like, yeah, about your house. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> your parents are scared. <laughs> yeah. That is nuts. Oh, that's cool, man. That's cool. But no, um, yeah, no, traveling, I think, obviously, the book's going to say how good traveling is. I mean, everyone just needs to see. The world's so big. Mm-hmm. You just need to see some of the world. And if you can travel on your own, if, obviously, if people are married now or have kids, whatever, so it's mm-hmm. harder to do that. But yeah. I guess, in saying that, when I went to Brunei, I was, I was with my wife. It's just, well, I was going to Australia for a friend's wedding. Yeah. So the transfer could have either been Dubai, uh, Brunei, or Singapore. And it's in my head, I thought, Brunei and Singapore end up going again. Yeah. Whereas Brunei, I don't think I have another opportunity to yeah. go Brunei. So let me go Brunei mm-hmm. and do that. Yeah, so I just encourage everyone, just like, get out there, man. Just just travel, just travel, man. Uh, oh, Scott, so as I always ask on the pod, how's your week been? I always ask that to my audience who, I hope they actually say something. <laughs> <laughs> but I can ask you in person, how has your week been? Do you know, this is so surreal because like, normally on the pod when you say that, okay, I, I start saying, okay, how my week is, and then you just cut in and just <laughs> tell us about your week. But yeah, um, my week's been good. Um, so it's half term. Yeah. So um, I was with my um, eldest daughter. Yeah. Um, my youngest, he still goes to Charminders. Right. And the thing is, you pay the money, and regardless they go or not, you still have to pay the money. Right. So he stayed there. You have there. to like, put him on retainer, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. so, so. <laughs> He was he was staying there yeah. kind of thing. So I was like, daddy and daughter time. I was like, yeah, it's going to be good to have some daddy and daughter time. So I remember, I think it must have been like 7.30 in the morning. Yeah. Daughter's like shouting from the toilet, daddy, daddy, can you clean okay the poo okay from the side of the toilet? I'm like, oh yeah, okay, half time started. <laughs> Yay. Um, but yeah, no, it was good. I like how she's aware that the poo needs to be cleaned. This is it. But it's not her job. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, she knows. She knows that. That's not for me though. That's that's daddy's. Yeah, job. that's daddy's. Yeah, he's the boss. He he can do deal with that. <laughs> um but yeah, so when cinema with the daughter, um What did you see? Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh good good. It was alright for the kids. Yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, I took my daughter and uh, my two nephews. Like I really appreciated like the love okay that my daughter has after having like my two nephews. Right. I love them okay, but like for the first thirty minutes of the film, they were like, oh, "Uncle, fifty-two weeks later, can we go now? Want to go bowling?" It's bored. It's bored. Just like stood up, was trying to like walk around like a packed cinema. Jeez. And I was this close. Well, I was so close okay yeah. to actually leave, uh, but I was like, "No, no, no, you got to stay. You got to stay." And then um, eventually. I was like, okay, how was the film? And like the boys were like, oh, I loved it. It was the best film ever. Thanks, Dude, uncle. It's like you've got to like break through that barrier of that three minute attention span where mm. they're like, oh, I can't do this, I can't do this. So once you just get through it, yeah. they're like, actually, I can just sit here and, and watch this enter- very entertaining <laughs> <laughs> film that's in front of me. Yeah, no, it is mad trying to keep people's attention for like more than, than three minutes. Even like when performing live at comedy and stuff, yeah. just... People, they seemingly be enjoying it and then just their phone will buzz. Oh. They'll reach for their phone, then they'll look at it and then they'll start scrolling mm. and then they're lost, they're gone. It's just like they're sucked into their phone. This um, is it. Like, I mean, this generation now, okay, there's so much things are available to like distract mm. us. So, um, yeah, um, the kids, okay, were... I, I'm happy that they had a good time. Yeah. Uh, we did bowling as well. Mm-hmm. 
um, is kind of a similar thing. After like three, um, well, three um, turns, they're like, oh, Uncle Dave's complaining playing arcade. It's done. It's done. <laughs> it's like, <just> over. <laughs> what's, what's going on? I paid good money for this. Um, went South Bank as well. Uh, that's just, just with the daughter. Uh-huh. Uh, there was like um, lots of activities for like, the kids, which was good. Uh, got my hair did. Yep, from nice and fresh. Uh, yes. Um, from one stop uh, dreadlocks. There you go. Big up ESN lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm looking good. And then first day of work was on Friday. Cool. Um, and like nobody in my team okay, was actually in the office. So, See, now here's the thing. Um, when you're in a more senior position, you have management. I don't know if it's just me and stuff, but I feel like I'm naturally a procrastinator. Yeah. So the relief I get when my bosses aren't in mm-hmm. may be similar, maybe even slightly less than the relief I get when junior member of staff aren't in. Because oh. then there's no one there judging me <laughs> on me not doing my job. Like when they, so when they're young, because when they're like junior, they're looking at you like, why, why the hell should I listen to him? Yeah. There's like, who is he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and then like sometimes you have to flex them. You have a little bit of work. You might pull out some answer for some presentation for a report. They're like, oh, shit, I've never been able to work that out. Mm. Okay, that's why he has the job. But when you're just there and you're sat next to like someone who's junior to you and you're just playing on your phone, <laughs> and then they're looking at you going, yeah, I've got quite a lot of work. What are you doing? And yeah. It's like, ah, oh, shit, I can't even pull rank because I really wasn't doing my oh. job. <laughs> See, even when they're not in, you yeah. can just be like, ah, oh, shit, I've been playing my phone all day. <laughs> like, like, imagine, like, you know, like when your kids aren't about, it's like, I can, wa- I can finally watch that film Yeah, because they're not here. Okay. And stuff, so they're here now, I've got to adjust my behaviour. Now mm. the kid's here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do, you, do you get that when I mean, your team's not in? Um... Because the thing is, I'm kind of like the junior now right. in the team because oh, yeah. I, I changed like roles right. about eight months ago. Insane. So I went from um, application support, so like service delivery, yeah. um, to um, automated testing. Nice. So I'm pretty much doing my own thing. Yeah. Um, and then uh, like my senior, like um, he's a tester as well. He he's a big football fan. Right. So he's the person, okay, that kind of like does the distracting. Yeah, yeah. And so I just make sure, okay, I wait for him to distract. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. Join in. Join in, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk, we'll talk. And then the other members of the team, even though they're more senior, they're like developers. Mm. So um, basically I'm waiting on them to do their stuff and then I test their stuff. Right. So it wouldn't be a case of like them, okay, going, ah, oh, look, you're not doing anything, such and such. It's kind of like they're focused doing their thing. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't get it now. Yeah. In my previous role, I get did that. get that. Yeah, I did yeah. get that. But it's, it's a lot more laid back okay, in this role. And so, um, yeah, having like no team in is pretty much like having the whole team in. Right, I see. Yeah, I see what I mean. I get that. Yeah, because I'm moving job in April. Oh, congratulations. And thank you, thank you. And it's going to be a similar thing. I'm, I've lose all seniority. There's no one beneath me. Yeah. But I'm kind of working on my own. Okay. Just do my own thing. Yeah. So yeah, so that's gonna be a bit. Uh, it's gonna be new. It's gonna be new just to just get on with it. At first, yeah, it's gonna be the first. It's gonna be that new job. Obviously, you gotta pretend you're actually a very productive member <laughs> of society. <laughs> it's just like, oh, gonna have to stop replying to stupid conversation on Facebook now. Just like, I'm gonna have to really just lock in and mm. do my job. <laughs> be productive, man. But yeah, I'm cool. Um, 
Right, so we've got some topics we want to talk about. Mm. I don't know which first ones mm. we should get into. Um, I guess we were talking about... I guess one thing we talk about quite a lot online on Twitter is is Love Island. Yeah, Love Island. So, uh, so we'll get into that, get into something like Lighthearted <laughs> light, light, light first. Uh, so you, you've, you've continued watching Love Island? Not like previous seasons before. Right. Uh, something about this season, I think. Do you know what? For me personally, it was last season which kind of like put me off right. watching it. Just because um, in a couple of like Facebook groups and such. Yeah, yeah. And then I just saw, okay, how like people were like really like for like a person or hating a person. Yeah. And like that negative energy. And then I was starting to look at some of my friends in a different way. Because, because they supported the wrong person. That's exactly it, yeah. <laughs> and I was like... No, but but, but if I took it away from Love Island, okay, yeah, they're cool. They're, they're, but yeah. no, you, you're supporting the K like Joe. I don't like Joe. Yeah. No, 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 no. So I said okay, I was gonna like really like yeah, back yeah. in. Um, so this season I've been watching like certain bits like Casa Amor bit, yeah, yeah. Uh, like the family bit. Uh, basically, I, I wait to see okay when it's popping online. Yeah. And then I'll be like, okay. I'll, let me see why it's popping. Why right, you go that way around? Yeah, because I I do think. Love Island is one of those shows that if you do watch it, for most shows actually, if, it, if you can watch it live while on Twitter, yeah, it adds just a new dimension <laughs> yeah. to the show. <laughs> and I sometimes wonder how do people generate the memes? Yeah, so quickly, super fast. I was like, that that must be literally your job. Like, <laughs> you just generate memes and, and gifs and just like, like bam. I feel like they've got like pictures on lock. They've got like possible like quotes on lock. And if certain things like align, the stars align, they're like Bam. together, I'm ready to go. That's it. I was like, have, have you done that? I'm literally like, how have you done that? <laughs> so quick, man. No, but um, yeah, I, I've, I've been watching it. And I guess one of the topics we were talking about is do you know anyone, any man who watches Love Island without being introduced by the, by the other <laughs> I've, I have yet to meet a man that done that. I had no interest in Love Island and I mocked everyone who watched it. Yeah. It wasn't even like a, a masculinity thing. It wasn't even like, oh, if you're a guy and you watch it, you're. I just thought, I don't want to watch it. It's yeah. crap. Mm-hmm. I have no interest in watching this. Mm-hmm. And then started seeing my now wife and go to her house and say, yeah, I'm watching Love Island. And I'm like, what? why? What, yeah. what is it? Mm-hmm. But I'm one of those people who I can watch anything that's on TV. Because mm-hmm. so as it's on, I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, all right, so wait, what's his name? <laughs> wait, last time, wasn't he with her? Yeah. How come he's with her now? And she's getting annoyed because it's like, if you watch Love, it's very easy, easy. to follow. But yeah. if you don't, it's like, so why is he now with this person? I thought they're together. It's like, shut up, just watch it. And then before I knew it, yeah. I'm there now watching ITV Player <laughs> catching up with Love Island. So I know... All the all the gossip before I go around hers to yeah. watch Love Island, <laughs> and it's just like, oh my god, I'm now hooked. I'm now watching it. Do you know what? It's a similar story to me. Um, so we've got open plan kind of like uh, kitchen kind of yeah. like living room. So my wife's like a TV kind of like person. She like she she watches the soaps, right? All the soaps. Um, so like Monday, okay, you say seven thirty. There's I think EastEnders, eight o'clock Coronation Street, and then eight thirty I think EastEnders again. Or I've got it that way. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and so. It's one of those things that Love Island's in the background. And so I'm hearing stuff and then I'm hearing my, the wife go, ooh, oh my gosh, 
No. Ah, don't do it. Don't do it. And then like the thing is, you, you're naturally curious, yeah. curious kind of thing. And then I've got a thing where if I hear something in the background, I, I'm kind of like locked in. Yeah. Um, even though, okay, that I might not want to hear it or listen yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah. And then like I started to creep like further, closer and closer to the TV. And then, um, like you said, okay, then I was like sitting it, sitting there with my wife and then like the wife would like go upstairs. I'll be ITV2 watching the catch up after sun. <laughs> And then, okay, um, I've got the, the Twitter kind of element yeah. and the Facebook, and then it's just the banter that you get and that you see and the, the stuff that you might have missed, and then somebody's caught it, and yeah. And then you get those moments. Have you had that moment yet where your wife has asked a question about one of the contestants and you have the answer? Yeah. Like, she asked me, oh, she said, oh where's Luke T from? I went, Luton. And she was like, what, what? Said, how do you know that? And I was like... I don't know. I, said, I, I don't know how I know. I go, but I, I'm certain. I, said, I, I don't know where I've read it. Yeah. But I definitely know this. And mm-hmm. she's just like, and she'll Google it. But like, how, how, I just don't know how you know. He's like, I, was like, I don't know. I just, because when I watch a program, I end up Googling things and just getting into it. Mm. And stuff. It's so many programs that I've I've now watched mm-hmm. because of her. Yeah. Like, do you, does your wife watch the channel TLC? That has hit shows like Say Yes to the Dress, 90 Day Fiance. Fortunately, she hasn't found it yet. Um, Slyly, yeah. let her find it and then use her as an excuse of why you've started watching <laughs> those shows. <laughs> because 90 Day Fiance yeah. is one of the best shows <laughs> ever. I know, uh, I know Big Wahala watches 90 Day Fiance. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a nonsense. It is literally. <laughs> is it. It's people from different... Do you know the concept of the show? I do. I've seen clips. Yeah. So yeah. it's people from different countries who uh, have 90 days to decide where they can get married so they can get um, citizenship or get some kind of stay, some immigration status in the, U- in the US. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, it's just brilliant. Because yeah. very rarely, I think in this current season, there's one couple that has seemed quite normal. It okay. just seems like their, their hearts have just exploded and they've fallen in love. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Whereas everyone else, it's just like, as the third party, there is a lot of dysfunction in this relationship. <laughs> and I don't know why you lot are going through this. Like, I, yeah. don't, I don't know why, that what's happening. <laughs> and yeah, and it's one of those things, I don't watch it on my own. Mm. Well, I'll come home from work, I'll sit on the sofa whilst watching it. Mm. And I'm there kind of playing on my phone, glancing up, playing on my phone, glancing yeah. up. Then stop playing on my phone. <laughs> now my Gaze now fixed on the screen. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, he's a, he's a dick for that. No, oh, he should have said that to her. <laughs> so I'm in. I'm in. I'm locked into this crappy show. But, no, um, yeah, what time is it? Any others? Any other reality TV shows? So I haven't got to any of like, the Real Housewives or any of that. No. You know, for me, it's just the clips that I see on like, yeah. TV kind of thing. Um, I, can't, I can't get into it. I can't. It's... What, what is fine though about the Real Housewives shows though is my wife will call the woman like, oh, let's just make her name. Her name's like Clarissa. I thought, okay. And so who's her husband? She said, I don't know. And then she'll say something, oh yeah, it's, it's like Clarissa like Bardsley. It's like Phil Bardsley's wife. It's like, oh, I think that's his name. He's a footballer or something. Like, no, he's the famous one. It's like, not her. She's no one. Like, no, he, she's Phil Bardsley's wife. No. Yeah. <laughs> Or Chris's husband. Yeah, exactly. Like, you've got this wrong. <laughs> it's like, no, you've got this all wrong. You've got the wrong way. 
Ah, uh, there. But um, yeah, no, yeah. But talk about um, those kind of shows, and I guess can get segue into masculinity and stuff. Because mm-hmm. um, on the ESN pod, Big Wahala refer to you. As you hear this episode refer to you as an alpha male. Yes, yes. He said you earlier. He never. He said he never considered you an alpha male. Yep. But we've got you here now. Do you <laughs> consider yourself an alpha male? Do you know what? I didn't even think of it like that. Yeah. Until because I remember I think it was Chelsea Black. Right. Was the person who actually said it. Right. And um, nah. Well, do you know what? I don't know. Right. I don't. I don't know. Like, if if I'm to look at the traits, okay, of an alpha male, yeah. I can see like some traits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm not the type of person, okay, to, like beat my chest and like, yeah, That's do you know thing. what? You need to follow me, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I find like at work, like people kind of follow. Yeah. But it's. They don't feel okay like they're being pressurised to do mm. it and such. So, I don't know. No, because I, I, I feel like, with, you, know, cause I, you don't ever give off a vibe that like you're a beta male. Isn't it? You're not that. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, yeah, I, I always find this weird thing of anyone who has to proclaim they're an alpha male, mm-hmm. I then immediately think, no, you're not. <laughs> this is it. This is it. <laughs> it's just like, because I'm an alpha. <laughs> and like, I, even at this like, backstage one of the gigs, we was, was talking with a few comedians, and they was like, yeah, because on, on our, um, in our WhatsApp group, because they a separate, they're in a different group. Go, yeah, because one of the guys had to leave, because, you know, he's four alphas, and he wasn't. And I was like, uh, so I, I now just don't think of you as an exactly, alpha, because yeah. you just said, oh, I'm one of the four alphas. Yeah, because so, yeah, we're all vying for, like, dominance in the group, and da da I was like, yeah, I guess it doesn't completely negate that you're an alpha mm-hmm. if you recognise that you are an alpha. This is true. It's this kind of feel, I am an alpha male. Just like, <laughs> I almost feel like if you are, you don't have to say it. It's like someone who's like gangster, someone who's hood, yeah. someone who's real bad man. They don't mm-hmm. have to go around saying, I'm a bad man. It's just, as soon as they step to the room, it's like, well, now I feel it. I feel a bit uneasy with this guy. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> like, he's, he's just said, stop talking about this thing. And I've immediately gone, yeah, do you know what? I probably will. I mm. probably, I'm not even going to try and wind this guy up. Like, mm. there's something about him that says, yeah, he's, he's not the one. Mm. And I think with, the, with Alpha Males, and yeah, same thing with me. It's like, I wouldn't enter a room saying I need to lead. Yeah, no. I don't think I would, um, when it's two people clashing, I don't feel like I need to be involved. Mm. I, don't, I don't feel like I need to take over. Um, I almost sometimes have a reluctance to be at the front and mm. leading. Yeah. But I do like to influence the outcome. <laughs> without, without, yeah. Puppeteer. Like, I feel like I'm a Dominic Cummins type character. <laughs> Just like, I, don't, I don't need to be Prime Minister. But yeah. If I can have the Prime Minister's ear Here, yeah. and be like, hey, uh, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Maybe do this. And that's, uh, yeah, I don't need to be beating my chest. I just need to be able to say, you should probably you beat your chest that. now. <laughs> that's more my position yeah, yeah. I think that I think one of, uh, one of my friends who was describing who would be as Marvel superheroes it was unanimous in the in the WhatsApp group that I would be Loki <laughs> <laughs> and, I was like, and I was like I don't even find that offensive <laughs> yeah. I don't, 
I don't know if that's that. I was like, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. That, that works with me, man. That works with me. But like, we've, um, it's talking about like, masculinity and in marriage as well. Mm-hmm. So I guess in your marriage, is there traditional gender roles, would you say? Or... I would say, okay, that it's, there's elements of it. Yeah. But there's, um, I think, I'm kind of like a hybrid of like old school and like the new yeah. age kind of thing. Um, like me going to uh, like spend time with my daughter. Mm. I know like my dad, Right. it was like the kids, the mum like does all that stuff. Yeah. But, um, and he, he'll just like work and then like bring the money and such and yeah, such. Yeah, yeah. But like me, I know I'm more hands on with my kids. Uh, like changing nappies, I like I. Yeah, yeah. I say I love doing it, but um, but you, you do you love being involved in? That's exactly yeah, it. yeah. Yes, yeah. Don't love the nappy content, yeah. but I love the game being involved. I like yeah. the like the process and such. Um, and like I don't, I'm not the kind of person that says okay that I like my wife okay. You need to like follow okay everything that I say mm. kind of thing. I'm kind of like more kind of like oh well, do you know what? Um, I don't know about that idea that you just brought to the table, but let's give it a go, right. kind of thing. It's not kind of like my way or the highway kind right, of thing. Right, right, right. So um, I say, okay, that like, we're um, more balanced than like my parents yeah. and her parents, but there's some stuff, okay, like the wife is like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking out the trash. Sit, right. You're so taking out the trash. On. We literally t- spoke about this morning, because <laughs> yeah. um, my wife's talking about one of her friends' relationship. I went, give any other details there because I don't want if they ever list me, I don't want to work out which relationship <laughs> you're talking about um, but yeah and there's some about like how they communicate with each other and um, just basically how he doesn't really help around the house because mm. he's a man doesn't do that stuff that's, that's that and his upbringing supports that in <laughs> the sense of, yeah yeah um, and she goes, yeah, she goes, and she goes, well, if you and I, I kind of get it, you come in later and da, 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 so you have less time to do stuff around the house. And she goes, but there are just some jobs I refuse to do. She goes, like, the drain now, yeah. I'm never touching the drain again. <laughs> just like, I'm never touching the drain outside. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I don't like it, but in my head, I'm like, well, she ain't going to do it. It's yeah. like, <laughs> and no, it's, so it's like, there is a part of like, it's almost like a part of masculinity to be able to say, I don't have to do that. I don't need to prove myself that I'm a man yeah. to do that. But yeah. there's another part of masculinity that goes, no, but I'm going to do that because yeah. I am a man. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I remember when um, our light broke in the, in, uh, in the bathroom. Yeah. And I guess my modern t- 21st century metrosexual self just went, <laughs> I mean, if we could just get a guy to fix it, we can get a guy to fix it. And yeah. when I looked at the price, I was like, I'm not paying a guy to change a fuse and, a, and something in the light. I'm doing this myself. <laughs> and so I just immediately got onto YouTube. Yeah. And I was like, right, let me Google how to do this. Okay, all right, right, I'm going to do it. I'm going yeah. for it. I'm tackling it. And all I said to her, because I had to like post traumatic stress from a previous relationship, I go, I'm going to try and fix the light. But what you've got to do is just piss off. <laughs> and, she's like, and she's like, what? I go, you, you're going to have to just leave me alone. Yeah. Let me do it. Mm-hmm. Don't stress me. Don't ask me what I'm doing. Yeah. And if you come back and it's not fixed, fair enough. Mm. But just don't ask me anything. Yeah. And I'm going to fix it. She's like, okay, yeah, fair. And she left me and I, and I fixed it. It was actually quite painless. It was very easy to do. Yeah. 
But yeah, just because in the previous relationship, I, I remember I was trying to fix something and yeah. she was just there going, what are you doing? Wait, is that right? Yeah. Oh no, that's broken. Don't do that. Oh no, da, da. And then I was very screwed out going, you fixed it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> that not really masculine yeah but yeah um absolutely just hissy fit yeah Ross, just let me fix it i remember fixing it mm. she came home pulled the light worked and she's like, oh thanks for fixing it and in my head i was like yeah yeah <laughs> i'm a proper bloke now i'm, like, a, real, I'm a real mad yeah <laughs> so inside okay you beat you beat your I chest i was fully beating my chest <laughs> i was like alpha I was fixing so now she knows she knows she's she's unlocked it say so anytime something's broken can you like have a go at fixing this. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, of course. Of course I can. Yeah. And in my head, I have no idea. <laughs> of course. Uh, and she, hopefully she doesn't look at the work too closely because yeah. it's a shoddy job. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, I fixed I fixed that wardrobe. I fixed the front door. I fixed this. It's just like, yeah, it's fixed. <laughs> Done. It hasn't broken since, but don't, don't lift anything <laughs> up and look at, look underneath <laughs> yeah. how I fixed it. <laughs> it's, like, it's fixed. Don't leave it. Yeah, right. uh, what, about, what, so what about things like that, like DIY and? So um, actually, I'll come back to DIY. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Um, so um, I there was one night because the way okay, like my wife okay is like, and I'm not putting out the bins. Yeah. So I played football. I think I think I might have played with you. I tore my Achilles tendon. Oh jeez, no, I weren't there. When it you wasn't there. It. No. Okay, it was. It was. I was helping like big Wahala yeah. out by going to play football, because yeah, yeah. I wasn't supposed to play football, but I ended up tearing my Achilles tendon. Yeah, so I remember you being injured from it. Yeah, um, and uh, Big Wilder, like brought me home. Yeah. And it was bin day. But we didn't know, okay, that my Achilles tendon was like, out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've already got the image of where this is going. <laughs> and then, um, like, I called like my wife, and like, she was pregnant at the time of yeah. my firstborn kind of thing, so she, I think she was like, in her first trimester, so she was like tired like all the time. Yeah. And I was like, and you know, she could hear me, okay, kind of like crawling up the steps because, <laughs> um, like, my foot, like, because the tendon had like had gone Got completely. Completely. Okay, so yeah. I'd be like, walk, walk, and then my foot would be hanging, flopping. And then she's like, why are you making so much noise? I was like, I hurt my ankle. And she's like, don't forget to take out the bins. So yeah, I had to take out the bins with, with a torn Achilles. Yeah. Have you let her know that she's has she, you haven't let her live that down, right? But uh, well, the thing is, she said again that I shouldn't have done that because she was like pregnant with our first baby. Ah, yeah. So well, yeah. Is. So I couldn't really kind of like counter that one. Maybe it's got the pregnancy one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I am like the bin person. Um, when it comes to DIY, actually DIY, I think that's when okay, like my masculinity kind of like kicks in. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I need to fix this. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to like have to pay somebody to, to do this. And I think it's because like the wife before, um, she had been like used to okay, like, oh, I'm just going to get somebody in. Yeah. So um, it was a kind of like a, a tussle at right. first because every time, okay, oh, that needs to be done. She wouldn't consider asking me. She'd be like, Ask okay, yeah, let's, let's get somebody in. That is a direct challenge on your masculinity. This is it, this is <laughs> it. And especially, especially when, like, she hasn't asked you. Yeah. Like, if you could actually even do it. She's just gone, you can't do this. You can't do this, no, I've, I've assessed you, okay. You can't do this. Uh, let's get our next door neighbor, he can do that. He's got muscles kind of thing. Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 no. I can do this. Yeah. I could, and like, I've, I've got the bass in my voice saying, I can do this. But in my head, I'm like, okay, I need to go to Google. I need to go to YouTube. 
uh, I cannot lose this. I cannot lose this. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, but like now, okay, it's a case of she's like, can you do this? And um, like nine times out of ten, I'll, I'll, t- I'll attempt to do yeah. it myself. Um, but if it's something okay where it's like I have no idea how to do this at all. Mm. Then I'm like, yeah, well, let's get somebody in. Come on, let's get a professional. Oh, in. Fair. I, I, so I didn't realize you, you was married before. Then, uh, yeah, I've been married since 2013. Yeah, yeah. I said that. To no, but you, yeah, but you said you said wife before. Oh, sorry. So before I okay, we were married. So oh, before, before, wife before. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know this. No, I no, sorry, sorry. How am I finding out that? Wife, I've, there's only you. I've only been married once. <laughs> <laughs> Let me make that disclaimer. Issues. Oh, good issues. It's good I cleared it up. Some people have yeah. heard this. Like, okay, he's married before. Well, yeah. No. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. The wife, before you got married, married the wife. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm with you. Woo. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> 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 Oh man, that was got political. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it is is by those d- direct challenges to your. To your it's like like our thing. It's like driving, for example. Mm. I always drive if yeah. it's the two of us. Mm. Um, well, and I don't mind because I just don't mind. But in in my head, it's like, oh yeah, it's because it's, it's my job to drive us because you're not going to drive and my car's bigger. And it's just <laughs> it's all this kind of thing. It's just like. I'm driving us. It's like foot down. And, it, and sometimes she'd be like, oh, I don't mind driving this time. No, nope. yeah. I'll drive. And if I had like, why? Why did I say <laughs> I'll drive? I don't want to drive. But I've just gone, nope, yeah. me. And so, oh. I think it's because I know that when it comes to like the balance of what goes on in the house, yeah. it, it, she does majority Sorry. of the stuff in the yeah. house and stuff. It's to the point where because she does majority of the stuff, it's very hard to even have like a conversation or a debate about certain domestic issues. Yeah. Cause it's like, I, I actually don't know the answer. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, the other day she asked me, I bet you don't even know what's in the fridge. And I was like, what? So you don't even know what's in the fridge. Like if you had to do the shopping right now without looking in the fridge, yeah. you wouldn't know what to get. Then mm-hmm. my head was like, um, like spinach and stuff. <laughs> you, you're literally just saying just like you're saying vegetables and stuff like yeah yeah she says no you don't need spinach I was like, oh okay i was like well, no no i don't i go what's the issue i go why, why do i need to know <laughs> but no it's, it's all good it's all good man um you you a boxing fan at all um do you know what i'm one of those okay like part-time kind of like experts yeah so when the big fights come, so like tonight's fight or tomorrow morning's fight, yep. you're same as me then. So it's like I feel like I have to watch this fight. Yeah, it feels too big. Fury Wilder. Mm. Are, you, are you going to watch it live or? No, I won't watch it live. You're gonna just what, try and find it on YouTube. Yeah. Um, hear the kind of Russian or Arabic commentary. <laughs> That's it. Put it on mute and just, and just, and just enjoy. Try to avoid social media before you get on there. And just yeah, no, that's. I I think I'm watching it. I'm waiting for a response from my cousins. I might go to my uncle's house in South London and watch it. I'm close enough in my uncle that I can go there, be sociable to about midnight, yeah. and just go to sleep, <laughs> and then and then wake up at five and watch the fight. I don't really need to talk to my cousins. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we're close enough. But with, with your very part-time boxing expertise, yep. who, are you, who are you backing? Who am I backing? Do you know what? I would have um, backed um, Fury. Yeah. Because I feel okay that 
although he doesn't have the power, mm-hmm. he has got the um, he's the best kind of like boxer. Yeah, he's got that technique. Yeah, um, and uh, for the last fight, he was he was winning. I thought so until that knockdown. Yeah, like I mean, even including that, that, that knockdown, I reckon he would have won. Yeah, he should he should have won, but um, because he's changed his coach. There's variables, isn't there? There yeah, is. There is. Because we all know, okay, um, with um, Deontay, how he's going to fight. Yeah. Kind of thing. It's going to be unorthodox, okay? He's looking okay for that um, punch, yeah. but he has got that knockout power. Yeah. That brutal, I, I don't that's, even know. That soul punch. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. He's like f- straight from the heart kind yeah. of thing. Because like, when you look at him, he looks kind of like, he's always kind of like... Um, um, a lower weight than yeah. his yeah. opponent kind of mm. thing. He doesn't look as powerful, but no. he's just got magic like in his... speed of yeah. fist. I'm similar. I think Fury, but the Fury's also put on weights as well, mm-hmm. which I don't know if that lends to the fact that that makes him harder to get knocked out. Mm-hmm. He's coming into his fights talking about knocking Wilder out, which I just don't believe. Yeah, I think that's almost one of those ones where it's like a bit of, I want to make you change your strategy because I'll keep on talking about knocking you out. Mm-hmm you now can't go full out to knock me yeah. out because mm-hmm. you're now worried that I might knock you yeah. out. Whereas I don't think Wilder's ever gone into a fight thinking, this guy's going to knock me out mm-hmm. or could. Um, he's, Fury's the better boxer, as, as I agree with that. Mm-hmm. He's a better boxer. Um, so in theory, it's just like he's been hit before. He absorbed that punch. He should be able, he's now heavier, which in some weird way means he might be able to take the punch again mm-hmm. he's a better boxer but he's changed his trainer yep and it's just the thing that Wilder Wilder said himself you need to be perfect for 12 rounds I need to be perfect for 2 seconds <laughs> and, and, and and that's it so unless Fury can get yeah yeah he has to he, if it goes to 12 rounds mm-hmm. Fury wins some points yeah Wilder can't outbox Fury mm-hmm. So it's just like if, 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 if Fury can put on a boxing masterclass, mm-hmm. like similar to what he did to Klitschko, if he could... I remember that was the first time I ever watched Fury was against Klitschko. Same I knew about his name and he was coming up. I was mm-hmm. like, who is this guy? Yeah. And then I found him very entertaining in all the pre-fight <laughs> stuff. I was like, but he's not, he's a clown. Yeah. He's not a real boxer. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a clown. Look how poised Klitschko is. Klitschko's not rattled. Yeah. There's nothing. He's going to demolish him. Then when I saw the fight, I was like, why, why why can't Klitschko hit him? Why is he not hitting him? Not at all. And just Fury just absolutely outboxed him. I was like, wow, oh, this guy's actually good. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, so I don't know, man. I just, I, unless he, yeah, unless he brings his absolute A game. Because mm-hmm. there's nothing, I guess he is fitter this time around. Actually, that's true. He's that is very true. rusty against Wilder. Yeah. And Wilder couldn't get rid of him. Mm. So I don't know. It might be written in the stars of Fury to do it, but I want Wilder to win purely because I want him to fight AJ. Um, do, you, do you know what? I think, okay, the AJ um, Fury fight is, is, it'll be a bigger fight. And it'll be here. It'll be here. But I feel that's more, okay, uh, realistic than AJ Wilder. Right. Just because. One of two camps and the, the financing and the. This is it. The like, machines behind them. Because Fury didn't have a belt. Yeah, but he wanted okay 50 Yeah, and you can understand it like um, AJ going, no, I'll fight you, okay, yeah. but you've got nothing to offer me, kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah. But with um, Deontay, he's had a belt. Mm. He's got a perfect opportunity, okay, to like unite the belt. Yeah, and he, he's gone for what Fury, a second Fury fight. Yeah. 
He went for a, a second Brazil um, fight. Yeah. Ortiz, yeah, Ortiz, fight. So yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, if you take away the money, wouldn't you just want to have the, like the belt? That's fair. I'd say, where's the pride? Just like, I, I want all the belts. This is it. I want to be the undisputed champion this of the world. This is it. Okay. And like, the thing is, that money, okay, is just for like one fight, okay? Yeah. But if you've got all the belts, the amount of money, okay, that comes in as mm. well, that and the percentage of Eddie Purse you're taking that because I, you're bringing nothing to this fight. I have all the belts. This is it. So I want, I, mean, I want eighty percent of the belts. <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm the guy. You're bringing nothing. I am the guy. So uh, yeah, it's weird, so, but I will, I will be trying to. I'll be going to bed and wake up early. Oh really? My uncle's house. I think. I think to watch the fight, okay. man. I, th- I think. I think the kids' okay will be my natural alarm. Um, yeah. So <laughs> um, they'll probably wake me up. And then that's when I'll try to find okay the YouTube or yeah, yeah. Facebook or another link. That's that's not illegal. It's all to put out record. <laughs> of course, yes, of course. It won't be illegal, obviously, if you don't support piracy on the podcast. But what we do support is conspiracy, not piracy, but conspiracy. <laughs> that's that is a tenuous segue. <laughs> but conspiracy. Um so Talk. What sparked this conversation was, um, I guess, I guess, I guess, partially um, inspired by ESN podcasts. Their last episode, they talk about prophecy, but this um, this book written by Dean Kuntz, mm-hmm. um, which is going around, it's going uh, viral. Pages from that, they basically talk about uh, a virus that has pneumonia-like symptoms called the Wuhan 400 mm-hmm. and it's going to go around it's going to start spreading around the world around 2020 mm-hmm. and this book was written in 1981 <laughs> so obviously the internet's gone into meltdown mm-hmm, as it always does said oh my god look he's predicted this it's now now people got it's a conspiracy mm-hmm. they've they've planned this and obviously with a lot of things like that you drawn towards the coincidences but then when you actually read into it you realize you've actually ignored all the things that make it very different <laughs> <laughs> to do that and there's yeah we both found the the snoops web um article mm-hmm. which basically breaks down why it's different mm-hmm. and it's just yeah those things those things are similar but yep. there's it's more unsimilar than similar yeah but i guess the question is are what what is your kind of approach and perspective on conspiracies? On conspiracies, yeah. Well, the thing is, <clears throat> with conspiracies, I'm kind of like, I want to find out what makes you think it's a conspiracy. Yeah. Also, I want to fact check as well. Yeah, yeah. So when you first like showed me um, that snippet yeah. um, without a K, like the the Snopes yeah. kind of thing. I didn't, I automatically didn't think it was a conspiracy. Yeah. I just thought, am I a mug? Am I Muggatron 3000? So somebody, okay, has read, okay, um, a Dean Kuntz book yeah. and go, oh, do you know what? Oh, there's, a, there's a virus that's gone out or something like that. Do you know what? What are we going to do? We'll call it Wuhan. Yeah. We'll call it Wuhan, okay? And um, yeah, nobody's going to know about it. Yeah. Um, and then, um, we plant it in the media, do a storm, and then okay, somebody okay will link it to this book. And I was like, oh, I'm so stupid. I'm so stupid. Um, My initial reaction was, 
someone's faked this page in the book. Yeah. Was my initial reaction. It's like, that hasn't happened. So then my initial reaction was, let me prove that this page isn't actually in the book. Mm. And then when it's proved that page was in the book, yeah. I was like, oh, wow, this is <laughs> this is something. And then I was like, no, I've, I've, I've stopped too soon in my yeah. investigation of how, how to disprove this. <laughs> I mean, but yeah. So the thing is, normally I would have done that. I would yeah. have said, okay, that's fake. Mm. But because it comes from, from you, yeah. and I know the way that you think, yeah. I'm like, oh, he's already done this check again. Okay? Yeah. So... Oh, somebody is having a laugh at us. Somebody, uh, like, um, I don't know if it's um, maybe like CIA or something yeah. like that. It's like, yeah, okay, do you know what? Yeah, we've we've done a, a big boo-boo kind of thing. Yeah, um, let's put out this information. Yeah. And yeah, Dean Koontz. Nobody, nobody will read Dean Koontz, okay? Yeah. But yeah, um, like now, okay, like reading it, like you can see, okay, oh, actually, um, even though the book was written in 1981, mm. There was a was it a reprint in two thousand eight, right? And so the Wuhan was it was added in two thousand eight. So before okay, it was, I think it was a Russian. Yeah, it's called some. Yeah, it's coming. It's, it's a Russian town, but something four hundred. Yeah. yeah. So it's moved okay to now like China and now Wuhan. So two thousand eight. It's not as long okay as two yeah. uh, nineteen eighty one, but it's still okay. Mm. What twelve years okay yeah. before it's actually happened as well. But then yeah, there's so many kind of like things. It's not linked to this one over here now. Yeah. So yeah, there's no way, okay, I'm seeing that as a prophecy. Mm. No, nothing at all. I just think, okay, that um, at the moment, I, you know, I don't really care. Unless, okay, I actually contract it or somebody <laughs> that I know contracts it and they're, they're seriously ill. Other than that, I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm just taking my vitamin C, taking my I, I've got real arrogance towards this virus. <laughs> just like, it's not going to affect me. Even mm. when it was reported, oh yeah, someone went to Lewisham Hospital and I was like, Oh, right, yeah. I mean, I literally was in Lewisham the other day, but yeah. okay, cool. And I'm not getting it. My workplace has gone full. They want ham. Oh, really? There's um, alcohol gel at the end of every bank. There's hand sanitizer. Like, you know, things get in the hospital, like the little hand sanitizer yeah. on the wall yeah. by the doors. They're all over my office now. Flipping yeah, Yeah, it's like they're all there. And a mail out went around saying, like, this is how you, this is like for your hygiene, this is how you cough. Yeah. It's how you sneeze and you should do this when you sneeze. I was like, Jesus Christ, like, yeah. guys, we're going to be fine. But yeah, it's, um, yeah, with the conspiracies, this Wuhan, this Wuhan, I'm calling it Wuhan, like coronavirus stuff as well. I've had some people just conspiracy theorists, and it's like my approach to conspiracy theory is, yeah, I always want to immediately disprove it. Mm-hmm. But I think that's like a healthy scepticism. Like yeah. I want to immediately disprove that it's a conspiracy. Then when I can't, then I'm like, oh, okay, that is a bit odd. It's mm-hmm. like 9-11, whenever there's a documentary about, oh, this is how the towers actually fell, I'm like, I'll, I'll watch this because I want to disprove it's a conspiracy. But there's, there's always there's a, that one thing that I cannot let go of, <laughs> yeah. and that is the passport being found in the rubble. <laughs> and that's, that's the only thing I'm just like, Nah, it's an inside job. Yeah. <laughs> because anything before that, I'm just like, no, nah, like maybe they knew about it, it and mm-hmm. then they just didn't stop it because mm-hmm. it gave them an opportunity mm-hmm. to go into uh, the Middle East. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that, that works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like, how the towers fell, so I looked like a controlled detonation. I was like, it does. But then I saw something about the heat of the plane and the aluminium actually melts steel and that's why it fell in that way. I was like, I can accept that. Yeah. 
not a conspiracy. I can accept that bit. Yeah. But it's still just in the rubble. Yeah. There's a perfectly readable and legible passport on mm-hmm. one of the hijackers just yeah. on top of the rubble. It's like, all right, so it's hot enough to melt steel, <laughs> but not this laminated book. Just, yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, I just, I can't, I can't. Yeah. Granted, some some paper would survive it, it, because it would just be untouched somehow. Yeah. But pristine yeah. pass. No one else's passport. Just, exactly. Just the terrorist. Oh, it's this guy. <laughs> this guy did it. It's like, mm. no, no innocent victim passports. Yeah. No. None of that. Like it's that. Just like, I, I can't. I can't. Yeah. So that's kind of my approach to conspiracy. So, so same as like when the London Bridge stabbings happened. Mm-hmm. We've seen people talking about, oh, it's funny how that happens just up just before the election. That's a conspiracy. I was like, no, he's a guy who's got known terror offences who recently got released from jail and has said he was going to do something like this before. So. Mm-hmm. It's actually more believable that he's just a bit off key and he's ready to run around and stab people rather than he's a government plant that's gone out on that day <laughs> and gonna stab people in London Bridge. Like for me, well, I don't know what your view is on. I see, I was similar to yeah. that, but you just saying that reminds me of um, the Streatham stabbing, right? Uh, which is that's very that's my manner, yeah. like Saint Reefham. I find that I find I find that odder than London Bridge, the Streatham one. But I think it's, it's a similar, similar kind of like MO, mm. as in this guy had been recently like released. Mm. The police were actually um, um, uh, trailing him. Yeah. Um, actually, do you know what? At the time, I was doing driving lessons. Yeah. So in Streatham. Yeah. And so um, um, where the stabbing happened, um, like Streatham Common. Yeah. There was like enough traffic, like. While I was driving down, I was like thinking, "What's going on?" And there was a police car, so an unmarked police car that had crashed into the co- into the side of a house, right. like taking out like three or four kind of like cars. Oh, jeez! And then, then when I actually got home, that's when I actually found out that there was an actual stabbing. So I was like, "Oh, okay, so it must have been they must have been going to yeah. that particular area." Um, but um, I've kind of forgotten what I was about to say about conspiracy. A oh, conspiracy, yeah. It's it's just. Like the day after, um, or two days after the Brexit had officially yeah. happened, yeah, that's when it actually happened. Yeah. And then I then I think back about the London Bridge, yeah, yeah, and then it's like, okay, that's just happening just before an election, so like critical kind of like periods, yeah. um, and that could like mm. that does feed into that other conspiracy though. It does, yeah. And I, like, if, if I, if I, okay, was, like, somebody, okay, that wanted to, to like, kind of, like, galvanise people about Brexit. Yeah. That Brexit was a good idea. Perfect opportunity. Two days after, uh, there was a stabbing. Mm. Uh, but we shot to kill kind of thing. Yeah, so yeah. there's no way, okay, of, like, cross-examining that person and such. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of, like, maybe it's, it's not... Like a, a person, okay, that was um, like an, a, a pl- well, a plant mm. per se, but he might have been guided, okay, by like certain people that wanted that stuff to happen. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of, um, I think it was James Bond. Um, was it To Die Another Day? Where they had the, the guy, okay, the bad guy was like a news tycoon. Right. And he wanted to report the news first. 
So he oh, was so. staging kind of like um, atrocities and stuff. And so he'd be so like the first person to draw a ball kind of thing. And so, um, yeah, I was thinking, okay, like that Stratton mm. one and that um, London Bridge one might have been guided. Mm. So, okay, um, it gets the like desired kind of result. Yeah, strange one. But actually talking about Brexit and galvanising people, mm -hmm. Pretty Patel's immigration. Um, so yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, he's been under a rock. Um, Pretty Patel is Home Secretary now? I believe so. Yeah, he wants to introduce a new immigration policy where it's points-based. You, do you need to be have a, have a degree? I'm not sure if you need to have a degree, but you need to be a highly skilled worker and you're, you're earning your job offers a certain amount or you're going to be in full-time education yes. or you have a sponsor. But it's, it's higher level criteria rather than simply you're from an EU country. Yes. like I think one of them has to be, you have to be able to speak English. Oh, that's not one. You have to be able to speak English. Speak English. Um, sp you have to be sponsored by like a yeah. particular kind of like certified like person and yeah, yeah the um, skill level. Yeah. And then those are the three kind of like mandatory and yeah. then they've got other ones that you can earn points. Yeah. So if you've got a degree, if you've got right. a certain like wage kind of thing. Yeah, so I guess most people's outpouring from this order, kind of general reaction seems to be, especially on my friends list, is this is disgusting, mm -hmm. it's horrible, mm -hmm. it's racist, she's a coconut. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's all this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But the flip side from what I've heard from other people and similar things you've heard is that well actually this has been the criteria for non-EU immigrants anyway yeah and most of us when I say us so Africa the Caribbean people obviously are not EU people so it doesn't really affect us or people we know and actually kind of benefits because now more of us can come in <laughs> yes <laughs> Actually, there's a mutual friend, uh, yeah. Don Cyber. Yeah. He said, actually, for him, it was harder before yeah. than this new point system will be now. Right. So um, it would have been easier for him okay, if they had that point system for like non-EU people um, back when he first like, came yeah. here. I think so with, this, um, with this new policy, uh, it's one of those ones that I think, like, as presented, it feels horrible. But mm. it's one of those ones that actually, I think what I had, what point of view is actually, I think that because who is supporting it, mm -hmm. you naturally want to go against it. It's yeah. like, you know, that knobhead in your class who actually has a good idea. You're like, shut up. Yeah. It's like, actually, this idea is all right. We should have, we could have gone with it. I feel like with this immigration, I thought, actually, it's not, on paper, it doesn't sound like the worst idea that you need some kind of qualification. But I do think there needs to be some flexibility mm. in it. Like, being high skilled but have a certain salary, so actually not all high skilled jobs pay that well. Nurses, teachers, care workers. Yeah. And I think that's where the policy doesn't really take those people in mind. Yeah. So and I think that's where they need to kind of have a little bit more a few more like sub sections to the to the policy. But I think if you add those kind of things to it, mm -hmm. I don't think it's actually the worst <laughs> the worst policy. Yeah. I don't, but then it's just like, does that immediately put me in the bracket on the internet of coon, coconut? <laughs> because 
because <laughs> I've said, uh, so yeah, you probably should have some kind of criteria to come into a country yeah. and stuff. Because I, don't, I think that's just what I, do, I, I would expect yeah. if I was going somewhere else. Yeah. I would just expect them to be like, what are you bring into this country? This is it. And the thing is, I think Australia okay, has that kind of yeah. like, similar kind of like point system. So like, if we look at it like that and take away, okay, who's presenting it and the, the party, it does actually make sense. Yeah. But for um, ethnics like ourselves, yeah. we've got the added caveat as that um, historically, um, the British have come to our countries yep. uh, without fulfilling any of those criteria. Yep. I'm <laughs> possibly speaking English, yeah. but that, that's a bit dubious. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Actually, that, is, that would be the arrogance of them, is they'll come into your invader country like, None of you even speak English. English. <laughs> it's, <just> like, <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> and so, like, for them, okay, to, like, pillage, like, our lands and such. Yeah. And then, okay, on the flip side, when, um, like, our, like, people want to, like, come back and mm. then have those things. Yeah, yeah. That makes it uneven. But if, you, if, you, if you're not looking at that yeah, and yeah. just looking at just the policy itself, it makes sense. For every country, okay, if somebody, okay, wants to, like, emigrate to your country... You should have like a system, okay? So, how can you benefit the country? Yeah, kind of thing. How, how are you going to be a benefit to us and not, not like to the drain on our resources? Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, if I look at it by itself without looking at who did it and the history, it makes sense. Yeah, but I can't not look at who did it and the history as well. Yeah, nice. No, I think um, I, I do though, have with Brexit. It's Part of me, I don't. It's just a contrarian in me that either wants Brexit to work out really well, so everybody who voted for Remain has to kind of go, "Oh shit, it actually worked out." Fuck, yeah. I have to shut up. <laughs> or I want it to go really badly, so that everybody who voted Leave has to go, "Oh shit, this is this is the Brexit I voted for." Like, I, I, I don't want anyone to be happy. happy yeah. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want it to be some middle. I want everyone to feel like they've lost out somehow. Like, <laughs> but it's bad because I feel like that is how each side is approaching it as well. It's just like each time one gets a point, is ah yeah. in your face. It's like um, the other one gets a point ah in your face. Like hold on, we you do all actually live in the same country, and it would actually benefit if we all if it all worked out for all of us. But that's just never the approach. It's like even if you ever watch prime minister's questions, it's never that's never the approach. Mm. And that's why I always find a bit politics a bit disingenuous because. There has to be a point, other than when someone dies, that when the MP stands up and goes, I think we should do this, 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 and everyone in the House of Commons goes, well, actually, that's quite, yeah, that's quite reasonable, that. Mm. Um, <laughs> the, uh, you're right, honourable gentleman across the road, what do you think? Just like, no, it's just, I mean, that's a good idea. I think that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that never <laughs> happens. It never happens. It's like the person go, you know, I think that, you know, people should have access to free healthcare. It's like, no, 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 they, not everyone. They have to, have to say something. Like, yeah. I think we've got it in the budget. Everyone should be allowed to have some ice cream. Just, just like, no, ban ice cream. Just like, why? Because you said it. And it's yeah. just that kind of this weird continuous antagonism yeah. that just means, because that party has backed that yeah. and that policy sounds reasonable, even if we agree with it, we're going to have to just tweak the policy a bit yeah. 
and just say theirs is crap. crap. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's just like, why? Why can't you just go and actually, yeah, it's, that's a good idea. We, we've got to keep that as well. Like, I'll just love a politician to say that once. I think the other party have some, some good ideas. I don't agree with all of them, obviously, because mm-hmm. that's why I run for this party. But yeah, they've got some good ideas. It's a, it's a never, never happens. It, it, it'll be funny, okay, if that happens. If that, but like the thing is that one, okay, if like it needs to be everybody that needs to do it. Because yeah. if one person does it, then they're going to be ostracised oh, by yeah. their own party. Yeah, yeah. Um, and actually, it reminds me of um, uh, Jose Mourinho. Yeah. So your um, your manager. Your football team manager. Yeah. Um, so I think it was to do okay with um, Pogba. Right. So when he was um, uh, manager of like Man United. Your manager. <laughs> <laughs> yes. When he was my team manager. Um, he must have said okay that um, I think Jack Wiltshire yeah. was like, or no, Ramsey. Yeah. Saying Ramsey okay, best okay um, midfielder. Mm. Uh, like he'd be a credit for like any team. Mm. And it's like, like United supporters were like, but we've we've got Pogba, we've like paid so much money for him. Yeah. Why are you being like this guy? This guy, kind of thing. So like, then they like people were like, oh, I'm not trusting this this person because, yeah. like, you're bigging up somebody else and they're a rival. Yeah. You can't big up a rival. I, I think that's part of the problem. I think like we get the politicians we deserve, isn't it? Because as human beings, someone like Corbyn, for example, mm-hmm. granted he, that he had a lot of faults, but I think one of his strengths which is also one of his faults to certain people is he would admit that he didn't know the answer yeah. to something mm-hmm. well, they don't know that so to rational human beings they go oh i can trust this guy because he literally just said he didn't know the no, answer no. to something so he's not gonna bullshit me yeah but to most people because you can't actually underestimate not how stupid people are but it's just just the way our brains work we, we all fall foul of these kind of tricks our own brains play on us yep but there's something about someone who can just bullishly go, it's this. And then we go, oh, right, he knows. Yep. I'm following this guy. <laughs> yep. This is the guy I'm following. He's a like, leader. Well, I, yeah, this, this, that's a proper leader. This guy's going, he doesn't know. No, yeah. This guy's gone, and he goes, you know, because, it, the first guy goes, because it's impossible to know the answer to that. And the first guy goes, yeah, it's impossible for you to know. I know, it's this. And everyone goes, that's a leader. Six months down the line, totally wrong. People go, yeah. And, well, but no one looks back and goes, he was totally yeah, wrong. No. They just go, well, he knew. And now he's gone, yep, well, we're doing this now. Like, one thing that absolutely blew my mind of the election mm. was how Boris Johnson would rip into previous government decisions and say, I'm doing this and I'm changing this. I'm like, that was your <laughs> team. Yeah. That was your, you was a part of that team <laughs> where that happened. And he said, yeah, well, duh. You can't back that. You can't back that decision. <laughs> so you need to follow me. And he's like, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like you saying to, to your wife, well, we're moving to this part of, of London. We're moving to Ealing. And then you now live in Ealing for free. It's been terrible. And then you go to a well, we can't live in Ealing. It's a terrible idea. Whoever's idea this was, they're an idiot. <laughs> we need to move to Stratford. <laughs> She's going, well, it was literally your, your idea. idea. I didn't want to move to Ealing. But it's like the public just goes, yeah, they... He, he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> it's just like, it's like, why can't we see it? It's just, no, but um, yeah, it's just weird politics. You know? It is. I think I think Boris was like the ultimate kind of like straw man kind of like maker. Yeah. So like, this is the argument. Okay, I'm going to create an argument over here, and I'm going to attack that argument. Yeah, yeah. It's like, but but nobody's actually said that. 
It's nuts. Um, and then I think also, I think you've mentioned it in a couple of podcasts mm. as well, is that um, with the elections, I don't want to like go back to the elections. No, but yeah. It was a case of um, like the voter agreed with one item yep. that the person was saying. And they'll be like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm backing this person. I don't care about anything else. <laughs> I'm backing is, that person. That's they're, they're the gonna topic do that. I care about. That's, that's it. it. He said he's strong on immigration. Mm-hmm. I think there's, why are you talking about the Estonian <laughs> in my town? I'm voting him. And it's mm-hmm. just like, what, but what he says he's literally going to strip out funding for this, strip out funding for that. Your mum's in bloody uh, social care. <laughs> Your mum's in, like, in, in, in like palliative care. He's stripping money back for that. It's just like, what? Like, no, but he's getting rid of this. Like, no, you're not listening. It is strange. It's like whatever. If that's the issue I care about, mm-hmm. then the rest you can just you can pay yourself. And I think, I think that's the same thing. That's why I sometimes get a bit sad by how, like, say, not just black, but kind of ethnic minority. When I say ethnic minorities in the UK, obviously mm-hmm. not global minorities. Mm-hmm. Uh, how quickly we can be swayed by a politician or a person because they've maybe used the wrong word or they've they've said something that on the surface seems very racist or and then because they've said that they've now gone fuck that guy mm-hmm. I'm now backing this person mm-hmm. and it's like yeah but what what they said wasn't actually that bad or uh, I think we should have actually gone with this guy and if and if you put your head above the parapet like I think we should go with this guy Everyone's like, no, <laughs> coconut. <laughs> it's like, oh man, I just thought, guys, if you just looked at the stats, like this, oh, with the deportation thing, that was like a weird one for me because so I had to like really articulate it well on the, on the previous podcast. So yeah. actually, when I look at the stats, mm-hmm. a lot of Jamaica, like a lot of um, Jamaicans aren't actually deported at a very high percentage compared to other nationalities. Mm-hmm. So because I'd fully. L- Approach the stats. So when the stats, well, I'm gonna look at it for a fully motivated lens of let me check the white countries. Let me check America, Canada, South Africa, Australia. I'm checking all of those. What rate they get reported at? It's like okay, much higher than, than yeah. Jamaica. I was like, all right, let's see the numbers then of the amount of people being arrested. And it's like wow, the amount of Jamaicans being arrested is super high. Yeah. So so maybe in the fact that there probably is more Jamaicans as a total number being deported mm. but as a percentage of of the amount of people being arrested yeah. it's like well it's actually quite That's small, small. Like, so it's just like ah so is was that deportation thing racist or not and it's like let's look into it some of them were as described rapists murderers but then some of them like one guy got like a speeding he sped in like 20 mm. served 18 months for dangerous driving Got his had his driver's license back. He's all of that, and then then getting deported. Voice, I'm yeah. like, and then in my head, I'm not sure if that's racist. It's definitely incompetent and seems wrong, yeah. and shouldn't be how the policies put in place. Yeah. But then it's like you can't go on social media and say, guys, uh, I don't think it's particularly racist. I think it's wrong, it's, but it's, I don't care that you think it's, it's wrong not. now because you said it's not, not racist. racist. Yeah. You're not you're not on our team anymore. Like. <laughs> So you end up not having these proper conversations about these topics, or, or you look into it. Yourself. But yeah, I've seen I've seen it so many times. I've seen it so many times, and especially with like with black kind of groups mm-hmm. and stuff. But 
anything. It can literally just be anything, just uh, whether it's what your what your partner looks like or you know what I mean they 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 just dismissed what you're saying now. Yeah. It's done. I don't care what you've got to say. It's like, have I ever said anything derogatory about that group? No. Yeah, but your partner's this, so you must be that or yeah. you're friends with this guy. It's like, <laughs> of course of course you think that because you backed it. Like, I don't back him, but I disagree with him. We fight about that topic all the time. It's like, nah, but you're friends with him, so you must like him. You must think the same. It's like, oh. It's jarring. It's like so jarring, man. But, um, but talking about identity, politics. Do you, so that do you look at that picture I sent you about that IT um, BBC show? Yes, yes, I did. About um, so had you seen that circulating around? I had, yeah. Media and stuff. So that's one of those things. That, yeah. Um, I guess give a little bit of background. So if you haven't seen this picture, there is a picture going around of. Um, Obviously, you can't retrieve it because it's not online. I actually should have it there. Yeah, it's a, a show on BBC called Do, BBC Two. Do you identify as being white? And it's a kind of casting call um, that has things such as, do you feel you can't talk about it? Uh, why? And it's basically just asking white people to submit the application. They're interested in the show. They want to do a social experiment. Uh, what, what was your initial thoughts on seeing that advert? <laughs> My initial thoughts was, first of all, is this like a April Fool's kind of like early, come early? <laughs> <laughs> really? Would they? And then, okay, I was like, what? I don't understand. I don't know what white people would like um, um, accept that advert. Right. That wouldn't be racist. I see what you mean. So I was like. No, this could be a joke. This got to be a joke. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I was trying to think, okay, why would, why does somebody actually want to do this social kind of like thing? Mm. So yeah, that, that was my initial thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then I did my research and then find out who did it, who, who's behind it, yeah, and why they were doing it. And then I was like, ah, okay. Um, it's not what I initially thought. Because what have they said? Because it's Afua Hirsch? Afua Hirsch, yes. Yeah, so what, I haven't actually read what her motivation is behind it, actually. So it's, it's basically to um, actually see, okay, how white people actually, like, feel yeah. in, the, in the UK. Because, like, um, white people are the majority in the UK. A lot of people don't um, forget that, especially Londoners. <laughs> Even though they're the majority in London exactly. as well, but it's like... <laughs> but um, they feel okay that, uh, that they, they, they feel like they're the minority, that they can't speak yeah. out, everything they say is racist and all that mm. stuff. So they generally want to like see, okay, what... Um, um, yeah, get their take yeah. on, on this, on, on race. Yeah. Um, and I looked at Afua's um, Twitter. Yeah. See like her announcement, and I saw okay, all the responses. Yeah. And so mainly from the white demographic. Yeah. They were like, "Oh, you're race baiting. Oh, um, you're talking about like um, you're causing more divisions and such. Right. Um, uh, shouldn't see color, kind of thing. Oh, you're the biggest racist of all. <laughs> um, whereas like the ethnics okay were like, oh, this should be interesting okay to see okay. Right. Um, like the perspective kind of thing. I can see, okay, that you're getting like every, all the Caucasians kind of like heated yeah. about it. So it was very polarizing, the yeah, responses. Yeah. Definitely. Like on my, pay, on my feeds, it was white people were 
this is nonsense. What is this? Uh, yeah, race baited, you're a racist. <laughs> it's this weird thing that when a white person is called white, they go, you racist. It's just it? like, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then all the kind of ethnic minorities on my uh, feeds were like, what, why, why on earth would a white person feel uncomfortable? How could they not talk about, how could they feel like they can't talk about race? We're in a white country. Da, da, da. And I'm like, if, if I had said, but you, you aren't seeing the link here between all of this in the sense of the fact that white people get so het up and go I, and shut down completely when you go, hey, by the way, you're white. No! What did you say? Yeah, it's like, no! It's like, because, and it is because whenever we discuss race, we always end up talking about race when, well, I always joke and say, when a racism has happened. So it's after racism has happened, Mm -hmm. so then white people then have to realise they're white and they're in the position of bad guy. So I, in my mind, I can understand why you don't really want to talk about race when each time it comes up, it's, this is what white people have just done. It's just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Because then my mates who are woke but kind of jokey, it's like, as soon as they read something, they're like, oh, fuck it, what have you done? (laughs) They they generally go, oh, no. Or like, if we're talking about something in history, and I go, oh, actually, um, if you do research that, Britain, and they immediately go, oh, fuck it. And I was like, oh, we fucked it again. We fucked it, didn't we? And I was like, yeah. They're like, duh, mate, we're... We're shit up. <laughs> like the, the media's like, they're jokely, there's a bit of white guilt, but they mm-hmm. play it off with okay. a bit of banter. Yeah. But I think there is like a realistic gap in the sense of, I think, as black people, I think other ethnic minorities, you're, you're raised with a racial awareness. Yes. You, you know your place in this world. Mm-hmm. And you see racism isn't this thing that you can't see. You see it very clearly. You feel it. You experience it. Yeah. And then because of that, you have um, a lexicon, you have a, an, uh, the vocabulary to talk about race and racism. Yeah. And so for us, we can talk about these things. We will say things like white privilege and unconscious bias and all these words, and they don't sound like jargon to us. It's like, mm. oh, yeah, I know exactly what that means. Mm. Oh, cultural, cultural appropriation. Mm. Um, even, even words of like being woke had a different meeting <laughs> when it was in within the black like, community and yeah. then you end up having i guess in terms of discrimination you have white people who are your allies who have actually you know relaxed ha- opened their ear and gone oh shit is that what happens actually now you've pointed out to me i can kind of see that now that's fucked up mm-hmm. you have that but then you do have this just which i think is probably the vast majority of people in this country who I think most people are generally good people. Mm-hmm. Living their life, getting on with their day-to-day thing. They get their wages, get paid weekly, go to the pub, and that's it. That's, <laughs> what, they're, that's what they're doing. And then you're trying to hit them with, oh, that's racist. This is cultural appropriation. This is white privilege. And they scream, where's my fucking privilege? <laughs> I shop in Iceland. Where's my fucking privilege? It's like, oh, mate, that isn't what it, it means. It's yeah. so, oh, privilege. Look him, he's got fucking BMW and he's black. How's he? Have I got prick? It's like, that isn't what, it's not what it is. And they don't have that. (laughs) They don't have the the vocabulary to talk about. So I think a show like this, if done properly, has a purpose. Mm -hmm. But similar to you, 
who are the people actually going to apply for the show yeah. is one. Um, two, who's going to watch the show? I don't think it's going to be any, I don't think it's going to be like your Gary, f- working class guy from, you know, Doncaster. Don He's going to mm. just sit there and watch this be like, Oh, I never really thought about the complexities of race like that before. Yeah. <laughs> they're not, then they're going to watch it and go, well, what's this, boy? Ah, oh, no, what's this? No, race, they're race baiting. I don't even see colour. Mm-hmm. And it's just this kind of, it's going to be a shutdown mm-hmm. from the person who I think it probably should target. Mm-hmm. And the people who don't like it, or it's going to be people, the ethnic minority you described who are interested, kind of come away a bit disappointed from the programme. The ones who I, you know, my thing, are going to watch it, just waiting for a white person to say the wrong words. <laughs> and be like, oh, see these racists, see these white people, they're all racist. And just like, okay, that's, that's a bit prejudicial, but whatever. <laughs> it's like, it's like, ah, oh. so that, that show was just a massive waste of time. And, it, and that's why I feel like the show's going to end up going. I think so. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Like, everything that you said, okay, makes sense. Yeah. But, like, even just watching, okay, the dialogue, okay, before the show has even started kind of thing, it's very interesting. Mm. Um, And then, Afua, like, the amount of white people saying, oh, yeah, you know, you're just a black racist. Yeah. It's like, she's she's mixed race. (laughs) So, so like she's half black, but she's half white as well. Yeah. But wow. you're ignoring UK that the, side. The white, yeah. Um, and so, like that, the, the show is it's going to be part of her heritage as well, because yeah. she's got that dual heritage. Mm. Um, she's, the, she's the ideal person to present a show about race in the UK. In this, definitely. In that sense of definitely. But um, yeah, I, I'm actually like looking forward okay, to seeing okay, how it goes. Yeah. Um, I said I'm still going to follow. I'm going to follow. Okay, everything with the build up and such. But yeah, I do want to see how they actually play it because, for me, yeah, in my mind, I can't see who is going to come on. Yeah. That is not. That hasn't got like far right kind of like leanings. Yeah, yeah. And then, or like, I think the, the people. Okay, that the target. That sh- I reckon that should yeah. um, touch. Um, they're gonna like feel guilty to like um, to participate. Participate. <laughs> this is this is it. Yeah. Um, and like they might not even give like true answers because it's like because it yeah because it's like you know the right answer. Mm-hmm. So it's just like yeah. Do, how do you feel about talking about race? And they'll kind of like, uh, just kind of looking at each other. Yeah. It's like, do I, it's like, do you feel like yeah. you can say what you want to say? And like uh. Yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's like it, they're gonna have to have some good interviews on there to tease it out of them, and want of want of a better word, create a safe space, <laughs> safe space for white people to talk about race in the UK. <laughs> what a sentence! Like, but you know, but it's like it's the thing of it's like you're gonna have to let them say these wrong things to then hit them with the facts. Mm. Because, like, yeah, I think a lot of white people wouldn't even say that they feel like a minority in the UK, even though they feel like it. Mm-hmm. Because it's only until they say that that you can hit them with the fact that 
you're mm. still 90% of the population. Mm. And and then if you just can make people look around, like I remember in my old workplace when I first started trying to explain that kind of level of racism to one of the um, one of the placement students mm. and stuff. And um, and because he was just open to have to chat, and he was he was he was uh, he was he was combative in the sense of coming back with things, but he, but it was a conversation. Like, I'm fine. I'm, I'm happy to have a conversation because you're literally engaging. Yeah. And um, I said, yeah, it's like um, you walk into a. So what it's like being black is like walking to an office and not knowing if someone's going to be racist or not, or not knowing you know if the, how many black people are going to be in the office or what people's attitude is going to be like toward you simply because you're black. And he mm. tried to compare it to yeah, well, I'm from Surrey. And I wonder if other people are from Surrey. I go, yeah, but has anyone ever like attacked you or wound down their window and shouted something or thrown something out of a car at you because yeah, you're from Surrey? Mm-hmm. And he's just like, no. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, that's that kind of simple realisation. He's like, okay. And I, I like that he was coming back to me because in my mind, of course, he, at least he's thinking about it. Yeah. Where there's, I think there's so many people and that's the risk of these kind of shows is... They don't come back at you. They just nod. They go, yeah, that is bad. Yeah. And then as soon as you leave the room, they're like, who's banging on about race when they? What is he talking about? <laughs> and it's just like, no, nah, say that when I'm there and we can have the conversation. Sure. But no, I don't. It's, um, I don't know, it's but what else did we, uh, did we want to talk about? Uh, oh, I was, I was going to say, okay, that, yeah. um, I had a similar conversation with my workmate. Yeah. Because uh, I was reading... Um, one of my friend's books, um, uh, Leila Saad. Right. She went to the same university as me, Lancaster right. University. You're, you're, you're a good alumni. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. I, I, I'm, I'm the, like, the, the runt of the family kind of thing. <laughs> I need to step up with a book. But um, she, yeah, she wrote a book, um, Me and White Supremacy, right. which is out now. Um, I think it's a New York bestseller. Right. Um, and yeah, so uh, one of my colleagues looked at the cover yeah i was like oh flip uh 52 weeks later that's 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 a bit racist isn't it because <laughs> it suits the title yeah exactly and then i was like hmm if it if it had said okay asian yeah would that would you have thought that was racist and he's like no mm. so um this guy over here how would you describe him oh he's asian uh this guy over here oh he's black this guy over here he's white Oh, so are you being racist? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Kind of thing. It's like your association with, cause you're not used to seeing the word white. No. Uh, they're default. They're normal. This is it. So everyone else is something other, other. than me. And so that's I describe the world, like he's black, woman, da 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 gay. So there you go. So yeah, and that's why it really ups, it causes this nutty response. And so you're a cisgendered white male. They're like, what? <laughs> you bloody what? It's just like, right, just, we've got to put you in the category of some sort. It's like, if you never filled out a census form, right? It just like goes, what, what? sex, male, race, white. This is it. It's like, you never had to fill that in. It's like, oh, yeah, okay. It, it is, yeah, it is, it is that thing of viewing the world like that. Um, yeah, because that's that's another one actually. With the kind of trans and cisgender thing, that 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 it's funny how like if the different uh, I guess social issues 
could unify different groups that conflict with other social issues. Group, yep. So the sense of right, a white and black guy might fall out on race. But then you bring out like trans thing, the yeah. glass all bollocks. Yeah. It's like me and you are blokes. <laughs> yeah. Then all that shit over there is like they suddenly go, they completely ignore the race thing. It's like, no, we're, we're blokes. They, they, we can see they that don't. now. Yeah. We, can, we can bond on this. Yeah. And it's just like, it's. I always find that very interesting. Or, and like, I think because my Facebook feed is very diverse. I've got some friends on Facebook that I just I'm not, just not actually friends with. But yeah. I just, for whatever reason, I just can't bring myself to delete them. <laughs> yeah. I always, it's part of me that almost likes seeing their fucked up status they yep. posted. I'm like, oh, <laughs> if, if my mates from this side of my Facebook could see what this guy has posted, yeah. oh, it would be carnage. It would be absolute <laughs> carnage. I had two worlds kind of collide on my most recent status uh, the, the other day. Posted an article about the, the economy by my uh, friend is comedian, Irish guy, based on about how immigration isn't actually a zero sum game. Um, it's a, it's, what's the thing called? It's something about a pie. And he's basically saying that the pie actually continues to grow when you have immigration. So no one, that guy's not taking your job. That guy's coming in, he's doing a job and that job creates other jobs and the pie grows. Yeah. But as so I repost it and then, um, black guy who I don't actually really know that well. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of those ones who've just added me, maybe see me in a, one of the groups or whatever. Yeah. Um, I was going, oh, I'm not going to waste any like time um, using any intelligent words to say what nonsense this article <laughs> is. So I was like, okay, well, I'm not an economist. Yeah. I don't know. So I go, well, maybe you can have a conversation with the author themselves. And I'll just tag the author, even though the author had already commented on the thread. Yeah. And he's just like, uh, no, I'd rather... Um, I'd rather throw stones at the monkey instead. And I was like, okay, okay, I think that's a reference to monkey and organ grinder type of thing. Oh, okay. So I was just like, okay, I don't understand euphemisms. Let me clarify, I don't assume. Yeah. He goes, um, he sent like monkey and organ grinder um, um, picture yeah. and stuff. And he goes, yeah, he goes, I'll just find it easier to throw at the monkey. Wait, he's going to eat a monkey? Yeah. yeah. Like the irony, the irony, right? And then, and then he goes, yeah. Um, and, uh, and I jokingly go, oh, God, to call me a monkey, a black man, da, 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 like messing around. And he goes, well, he goes, my dad told me if someone behaves like something, then that's what they are. And it's like, yeah, you're, you're, there's you posting nonsense and then trying to bait me into have a, a dead-end conversation with a white person. Da, 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 da. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I'll go, but I don't... So in my head, it's like, so you, what you've done is you've seen this is written. Do you disagree with what is in the article or are you just annoyed that a white person's posted it? Yeah. Or have you not even read it because a white person's posted it? But you, As, felt, you felt the need, okay, to actually comment. Yeah, and then attack me personally. <laughs> but I didn't think anything of, I didn't really care. But then the author went back at him and gone like, you know, what, what is, like, what's, hey, you joking, actually. My Edinburgh review wasn't this bad. <laughs> and then the guy kind of went back and the so much straw men basically just started going, you know, oh, your hero, uh, Milton Friedman, or Milton or Friedman and stuff. And he's just like, okay, he's not my hero, but w what is it about my article you don't actually like? Yeah. And stuff. And then he goes, oh, I bet you thought that slavery was a fair exchange. And I was like, oh, because now you're trying to create this very awkward straw man for a white guy, because now you felt to slavery as a white person, you're now going to go, like, right, I need to word my response carefully 
So everyone understands I'm responding to the point and not slavery. <laughs> but he did, did very well. I thought he navigated it very well, answered the question, and then just turned it around and look, slavery and all this stuff aside, what is it that you want to discuss about? Or what is it you, you actually disagree with? Do you think like immigration is a bad thing? The guy didn't respond. And he's just like, so what was that? Like, yeah. what, what, what? See, when it comes to like these things of like groups talking to each other, mm. it almost just breaks down like the very first step. step like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's performance at the Brits, it was either people going, this is the best thing I've seen, black or white or Asian. Oh, this is great, fantastic. And then there's just unanimously white. Well, that's a bit racist. He's banging on about race. Yes. I've dealt with a white person to played that oh, song God. called White. And it's just like, where's, where's the context? Really? <laughs> and I saw big people, blue ticks next to their name, yeah. tweeted stuff like, well, imagine if someone came on to made that song about white people. Yeah. There'd be uproar. <laughs> but he seems like a talented guy. I was like, yeah, oh, the Is intersectionality. Um, yeah. Wait, was it? Was it the trans guide that, I don't know if you posted it, or it might be somebody else. Yeah. Basically, it was a, a trans guy that was like, oh yeah, this is a, that, that seems a bit racist. So what you said, okay, about how, like, two separate groups, Yeah. but then, okay, they kind of combine, okay, yeah. against like, someone else. Someone yeah. else, yeah. So that's what happened. So, mm. like, he's white, trans, but, like, he was being, um, other, like, white men, okay, were like, oh, yeah, 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 I agree with you, okay, because... It's another group yeah. against another group. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm ignoring your trans because you're white and you're saying this is racist. Like this. So, um, yeah, I'll move you on this one. It's just like, <laughs> like, you're not analysing the point that's mm. being made. I don't know. These groups are, are nuts. Um, I think, oh, well, 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 I guess one last thing before we get to uh, dear, dear Quaden Bales. <laughs> is he nine? Is he 18? Um, if you don't know, Quaden Bells is a, I learned the word, Murray? Yes. I didn't know, I kept seeing this word, Murray, boy. I was like, what is what is a Murray? Um, but it's an Aborig- Australian Aboriginal, I guess they're a type of tribe in in um, in Australia. Um, nine-year-old boy, video his mum uploaded. Of, have you watched that video? I haven't watched the video, no. See, I, I watched it finally this morning. Boy, in distress about being bullied mm-hmm. at school. It's managed to get so many shares and it's gone viral. Celebrities saying, I stand with, with Quaden and people, someone started GoFundMe and he's got like over a quarter of a million dollars now. Um, so that happened, big outpouring, bullying's bad. Then one person posts that Quaden's not nine, he's actually 18 <laughs> and he's duped you all. And then posted all the pictures of him in Gucci and Armani and waving money in front of his face, putting his middle finger up in pictures uh-huh. and stuff. And and a picture allegedly from his 18th birthday. So that that's that, that's the two starting points I've, I've read on since then. But is he nine or 18? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I believe he is nine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's gone back to nine again. Yeah. Um, so I caught this at the. You guys got duped at the back. Same. Yeah. So this this guy is eighteen. Uh, yeah, I knew okay that 
there was something dodgy about this. So I saw that on like on a on a Facebook thread, mm. um, and then um, then I had to like research back to see okay the initial thing. Yeah, yeah. I didn't click on the video because no. I was like. I don't want to be swayed by that video, but yeah. I, I saw, okay, um, like he looked like really scared and such. Mm. And even the pictures that said, okay, oh, you've been duped by an 18-year-old. I was like, he doesn't look 18. He's so. twist, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like people like were like swearing blind. Yeah, look at him. Look at the, the face, the, the fingers yeah. up. Can, he's got to be 18. If he showed like a picture of his back muscles <laughs> and stuff, I was like, he's got the wall Like he's... <laughs> And then I think the 18th, like there was a um, balloons yeah. with the number 18. And like people were like, yeah, look, this is dead proof again. That was his actual exactly. birthday. There's a picture of him next to a balloon of a number on it. Exactly. It has to be the age. It has to be 18. Balloon. Wuhan. <laughs> <laughs> Wuhan 400. All over again. Um, and then um, I think somebody else, again, it's just one person. One person like points out um, a video yeah. which showed of him even younger. So they've been following him, yeah. um, a YouTube video, and so um, that shows okay, like his real age kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. And then people were like, "Oh yeah, see, you guys shouldn't be okay." So like criticizing and like that's bullying. You're doing online bullying now. Bullying. Yeah, yeah. And the people that um, some of the people that posted okay that oh he's 18 and such, they kind of like flip reversed it. So okay, well. He might be that age, but <laughs> he's been okay. Um, um, pictured okay in like Gucci and yeah, stuff, he's not and he's not being bullied. He's he's happy. And why would his mum okay record it, kind of thing? And I noticed okay that she's like, I think she was kind of like like um, like maybe laughing or coughing or kind of yeah. prompting him okay before like the video, just like two milliseconds okay before the video okay properly yeah. kicked in kind of thing. And so like, yeah, it's, it's still dodgy, okay? Like, oh yeah, he's not 18, but I don't think he was being bullied. And it's just like, oh. It's brilliant. I just love it. The motivated <laughs> reasoning of people on, online. Because like, yeah, similar, I went through exact same process as you. I was like, all right, so he's nine and he's bullied. And my, I guess my thought, if I had to sit on the, fall on one side of it. I was like, it's a bit weird that she filmed it, but then she's filming it to get awareness, yeah. fine. But the video, the, I thought the original video was like 40 seconds. Yeah. The video lasts about six minutes. And it's like, this feels a bit weird, weird. now. You're yeah. just filming your kid crying. For six stuff. minutes. And then it's a bit, it's like, um, it's, and he's like, he's crying. He's like, oh, I want to kill myself, is what he says. So that's, that's bit gets everyone on site. Uh-huh. But then like, He's about four minutes into the video. He goes, have you got anything to say to the bullies? He's like, I'm going to kill you, Caroline. <laughs> what? That what? Why, is, why is no one talking about that? Like, he points right to Caroline. I'm going to kill you, Caroline. He's like, uh, right, That's okay. crazy. What, yeah. an 18-year-old wants to kill? Yeah, yeah, I was just like... And then the mum's just... Um, the mum's just there, just like... She's upset. Mm. But there's a bit where he's kind of just sat there on, in the car, just kind of staring, almost like, it's how I felt watching it. This is going on for a bit too it's long gone, now. Yeah. I'm just staring. And it, it's odd. It's odd. But my thing is, obviously, like everyone, don't condone bullying. Mm. Um, that's actually a lie. I condone some forms of bullying. <laughs> that's, 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 <laughs> I, condone, I condone some forms of bullying. Some forms of peer pressure, mm. uh, social pressure. Yeah. I, I feel like you need some of those things to have a society <laughs> work. 
<laughs> you do need some elements. These these are facts. Oh, flipping it. I'm laughing because it's funny, but slightly that's true as well. It's true. You can't have oh. everyone doing what they want. Judgment free. It's like, hey, if I want to come to school naked, I'll come to school naked. Why is everyone <laughs> picking on me? It's just like, no, nah, you, you got to put on clothes. Yeah. And if you don't, like, people aren't going to like you. you got to put on clothes, bro. Yeah. So, <laughs> I've always said that to like, about my hypothetical kids and my wife agrees with me that it's a fair thing to say that if my kids was like running around making loads of noise in the airport yeah i i said i would pull my kids to one side yeah. and go look you gotta be quiet because people are not gonna like you <laughs> you're gonna grow up to be an arsehole <laughs> i wouldn't say arsehole they're a child but you grow up you're gonna yeah. grow up to be an obnoxious person people yeah. won't like you go, mm. look, look at these people in the in the departure lounge yeah. they're all, look, they're all avoiding eye contact for you because they don't like you. Look how they're looking at that kid. See, look, look how they're smiling at that child because they like that child because they're behaving. <laughs> You're not. You don't want to be someone who's not liked. And then when you get older, you won't have any friends because no one wants to spend time with you because you're, you're not likable right now. Be likable. And then, <laughs> see, and that's, that's horrible. That's harsh. That's bullying. But my kid's going to have a think about their behaviour and go, actually, I probably should. Just toe the line a little bit here. Yeah. And not be an arsehole in the airport. <laughs> <laughs> See, just a little, little bit of controlled bullying yeah. is allowed. Yeah, it works, it works. Actually, yeah. um, my wife, actually, I don't know, I might get in trouble for saying this. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what the hell. Um, so, like, um, with my daughter, um, to, like, um, get her up in the morning. Yeah. So I didn't even find this out until, um, I think, last week, um, mm. half term, like, my daughter said to mum, um, to, to my wife, I said, mum, um, when you wake me up okay in the morning, don't say okay that there's a spider underneath the bed that's going to eat me. <laughs> I'm looking at my wife, and my wife is like, oh, "Yeah, you know what I have to do." Exactly. <laughs> I need to get her up. She's either going to be late okay or eaten by a spider. <laughs> so See, yeah, that controlled, controlled life, controlled <laughs> bullying. Does I just need to? Get, once you are trusted enough with the truth, <laughs> yeah. I can tell you, hey, there's no spider. No, no. You just need to get up. You've got, you got responsibilities. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> but until then, there's a spider. You, I mean, you might have to go to therapy, okay, like later on in life, okay, <laughs> to deal with okay, with um, your fear, okay, of spiders eating you. But, but the now and then, here, it's working for it's you. Working. Exactly. You're always at score time, and that's perfect. <laughs> but no, yeah, it's with this crazy embarrassing. It's like, yeah, I don't don't bully you, but mm. in, in general, obviously. But, I do find it weird that how certain people become the figurehead or some people garner the attention. Of, mm. You know what I mean? Like how this little boy, what makes his bullying experience a bit worse than anyone else kind of yeah. thing. Or it, 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 it's, it's interesting. That's not saying that he shouldn't be, but I'm mm. quite, quite interested that, you know, what catches the kind of, online zeitgeist at the time it's like okay this is the guy we're backing yeah this serious supporting mm-hmm. and yeah it's wrong he's being bullied and it's like okay what about the kid who's getting bullied at the school your kid goes to by your kid <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, what about that, that kid yeah and it's like well no, my kid's not that bad like this kid's saying they want to kill themselves yeah. so like, oh, this just it's not video yeah. of that kid at home yeah upset or the kid's not displaying it that way. The kid's now timid and doesn't want to eat or doesn't want to play out or actually doesn't want to get up and go to school because they're going to have to face another full day of being bullied and stuff. Mm. And so, like, for me, it's like, 
the attention shouldn't be whether the video is real or fake or not. Same with the Caroline Flack thing. It shouldn't be the fact that uh, it's because it's Caroline Flack. It, did she smash a thing over her boyfriend's head? Or not. It shouldn't be that stuff. It should mm. be all right. Bullying's bad. Yeah. What are we actually doing to stop bullying? Mm-hmm. It's of online trolling or media outlets. Who didn't have this much care for Megan? No, they didn't. But this is point they should have. Like mm-hmm. it's like they should have had this much care. And luckily, Megan hasn't killed herself. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, it's like we always kind of. It seems like online just lose focus of the actual issue and just go well. That. Is true. That is true. But there's, there's also okay the element of when something bad happens. Yeah. The finger pointing comes like straight away. Yeah, yeah. Because I think initially, say with the Caroline Flack thing, it was the media, the yeah. media, and then the bullying. Yeah. And it's like, well, okay, you can blame the media. Yeah. But the media, okay, are um, serving the public. Yeah. You're part of the public. So are you going to admit that you're part of the problem? Yeah, because you, you're the one who clicked on those Daily Mail links. This and... is it. Are you, how did you find out about uh, her being dead? Yeah. The media. <laughs> I actually have thought of that aspect. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. yeah. Um, and then... Then, yeah, then the, the media are like, no, it's actually Love Island. Bad Love Island. Uh, it's yep. like, she wasn't even working for Love Island when it happened. This it's is like, it. Why did Love Island support her? She, they supported that. And it's like, well, it's just... And then Love Island, like, no, no, no. It's the CPS. Why the CPS... <laughs> Pursue it, and then he's like, What? And then people go, Yeah, shouldn't, CPS shouldn't pursue it. Boyfriend dropped charges. Like, what about domestic violence cases where people coerced? Well, well, then it's it's this. And then people, we shouldn't about mental health. Actually, it's just, it's just like, Yeah, it's true. It's this kind of scurry of, Wow, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. Who, who are we blaming? Who are we blaming? Mm-hmm. Like, who can we point at? And it's like, No one's actually really focusing on the actual issue. Yeah, the actual issue. But, um, so we've tried to fix the world with okay. that. Mm-hmm. So we try to fix the world of some people on Dear Deirdre. Right, this is, this is the moment. This is, this is my moment, <laughs> This is man. the moment you've been waiting for. Oh. Is your phone connected to the internet? Because my, mine isn't at the moment. Cause I've, uh, I've, yes, it is. Just because of the feedback. So if, uh, if we go to... Um, okay, to <laughs> this, this is the moment. Uh, 50 weeks later, always comments on Dear Deirdre segment. I remember the few times where I haven't done it just because the podcast is overrunning. Uh, he's always been the first to go what's going on yeah what is happening and so uh... like the Dear Deirdre section is another section where okay that like when it happens like sometimes I have to pause it and then I like kind of practice okay what what I would have said yeah <laughs> so this, this is a big moment for me right here I'm getting a bit emotional <laughs> <laughs> this thing because I never actually read what Deirdre says I, I don't ever <laughs> Read her advice. Yeah, this is this is my advice. Because <laughs> DOG's not here right now. Okay. Cool. Brilliant. Let's just test this. Tested, tested. Testing, testing. All right, we're back. Um, stupid technology messed up. Um, but luckily, we didn't lose the whole podcast. We just lost Dear Deirdre segment. And so we're going to do it again with different dilemmas, yep. I guess. So we keep a fresh approach to it rather than doing the same ones and trying to pretend that we haven't heard it before. So, straight in, and I'll try to chop this up. Um, right, dear Deirdre, spare part. Uh, my parents moved abroad and left me with my aunt, and now I'm miserable and lonely. 
Uh, I, was, I knew they're gonna be ethnic. They had to be. It's like this. It's only it's only ethnic minorities. This kind of thing happens to. Uh, dear Deirdre, my mum and dad have moved to India due to my dad's job. Um, I honestly oh, maybe not. I had I had to choose either to go with them or move in with my aunt and uncle in Scotland, which I did. Uh-huh. Um, I'm a girl of sixteen and wanted to finish my school in the UK. I am miserable and lonely with all my friends down south. My uncle is moody and I and I get on all right with my aunt, who is my mum's sister. My parents pay for my keep, but the house is dark and freezing and I'm always hungry. I'm unhappy and my parents say they can't help unless I go and live with them. So, the cold, damp of Scotland. <laughs> Aye. Or... India. India. Okay. So when I first, um, when you first read that, I was thinking the child should um, call NSPCC. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But if the kid's 16, uh, what time is it now? If they're 16, they they should have finished their GCSEs. Yes, you just want to finish their schooling, so. Maybe she hasn't finished yet. Okay. Um, no, she still might have to call NSPCC because <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, if she's telling her parents that she's like cold, miserable, hungry, yeah, like they should be like doing something. Yeah, she should be concerned. Exactly. Well, then, well come in you then. Exactly. Oh uh, yeah, so like. Well, call your sister. The mum should call her sister, but switch with the heat will you? Yeah. It's cold. <laughs> She's not from here. She's from <laughs> south. It's warmer in south. Um, yeah. Um, I reckon, yeah. She needs to speak to her mum and get her mum to speak to her sister, say, yeah, you know, turn the heat in, give my daughter some food. Yeah. Would you chip in more keep as the parents? If uh... um, My daughter, yeah. Yeah, you would. Yeah. Keep her warm. I'll pay more. Exactly. Of course. Right. Let's get to a more juicy one then. Uh, I'm mad in love with my sex buddy, but he wants to be friends with benefits. Come on, here we go. Oh, gosh. Dear Deirdre, I had great sex with a guy I met in a club. We did some wild dance together, and at the end of the night, we romped in his car. Romantic. (laughs) I've been mad in love with him, um, though the two years since then. (laughs) What? Oh, I thought it was going to be weeks, maybe like months, the two years since then. I can't live without him, but he just wants to be friends with benefits, which makes you feel insecure. Uh, I'm 22 and I've never been on, I've never been one of those petite curvy girls most guys seem to go for. I'm not fat, but I do have large bones and a round, plain looking face. Jesus Christ, her self-esteem is all over the place. Sure. She shouldn't be um, a doctor. No, <laughs> not, not <without laughs> large boobs. <laughs> uh, no man had taken much notice of me before I met the guy I'd fallen for. He's 25 and he told me that, the, he told me from the start that he's, he's not the relationship type. I was sad to hear that, but I hoped it would change. I went on a diet and started to buy myself sexier clothes. Oh God, she's even changing for the guy. It's all sad. Yes. We used to meet every week to have sex at his place. I thought we were getting on well. Then he told me he'd, he'd met someone else and that she's quite different from me. Oh my God. This is so sad. <laughs> it is. 
He dropped me like a stone and went out with that girl for six months. I was heartbroken as I love him so much. Then he sent a message last month to say he has finished with her and he wanted me back. Obviously, as a sex buddy, right? Not as anything more. I'd missed him so much that I, I couldn't say no. We're friends with benefits now, like before. My friends are all angry with me and say I've got no self-respect, which is true, I suppose. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, they don't like him at all. Yeah. As when we're out drinking in town and we're in the same bar or the same club as him, he will act like he hasn't seen me. <laughs> he won't even smile or say hello. Ow. I think he's ashamed of the way I look, which I know isn't great. This is fucking tragic. It is. I think he's got bored of me now. And we haven't had sex for a while. I don't know what to do. Um, oh, just a moment of silence. This girl's self-esteem. She pour some liquor on the floor. Yeah, that. Um, maybe she should go to India. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Oh, flipping heck. Uh, this is very, it's very sad. It's very sad. That's two years. I bet in that six months she, he was seeing someone, she did nothing with anyone else. Oh, she just yeah. stayed waiting mm-hmm. in, on the sidelines. Um, she either has to go to like therapy or properly listen to her friends and like go cold turkey, just cut all contact with the guy. Yeah. Because the guy has said, okay, from the beginning, what it was. Um, I don't understand, okay, people that have the mentality that, oh, do you know what, um, I could change yeah. person. It's, it doesn't make sense. It's not like like um, you're applying for a, like a job and like you're like, oh, I don't know if I can do the job. I've got the skills to do the job, but let me just apply for it anyway. Yeah, they apply for it and see if see, the, they change the job role while I'm there. Yeah. When I don't have the skills. <laughs> or, or learn on, I'll learn on the job yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, I'm working out. But yeah. With, oh, that's, a, that's a terrible one. Uh, yeah, she needs to uh, get rid. No, it's sad. Uh, it's just, uh, yeah, she needs to... Um, I don't know, how do you boost someone's self-esteem? If they've already got that base level so low where they just kind of accept that treatment, mm-hmm. how do you then make them go, actually, no, I, I, am, I am someone valuable and I shouldn't just be on the sideline. <sighs> I don't know. Like, get their friends to get her on, like... My best friend, or plenty of fish, or something yeah. like that. Basically, friends have got to try and get okay other distractions uh, yeah, in yeah. front of her, because at the moment, if she's only thinking of that, go- whoops, yeah, <laughs> if she's only thinking of that guy and and such, then she'll wait for like another two years for another guy who's probably going to treat her the same. Mm. It's, it's not good, is it? That's not. That's not good. It's, it's not that good of of him yeah because he should sense again that she's like gathered feelings yeah and the thing is even though okay he said okay at the beginning look you know what it's just a friend with benefits thing and he's maintained it if you're friends you've got to learn to like let go yeah go for go for somebody else right now we've got some fucking meat here it comes okay you ready for this off limits Mm -hmm. i've never had full sex with my wife and now I'm thinking I should leave her. <laughs> what? I've never had full sex with my wife, even though we've been married for over two years. I don't know what this means. Right, I'm thinking of leaving her now, 
as this isn't the way a proper marriage should be. You're damn right. Not any religion or culture says this. Like from your most misogynistic religions and Mm -hmm. cultures to your most puritanical ones. Once you're married, you can do sex. That's it. What is this? Even the animal kingdom are like, yeah, penguins. We're together, man. Let's wham, bam. That's it. We both come from a good Muslim come from good Muslim homes, and we both believe the main purpose of marriage is to have children. I've tried every trick in the book, but she's still afraid of having intercourse and will fight me off if I try. Ooh. Jesus Christ, now that's got a weird dynamic to okay, it. Yeah. I'm 25 and she's 21. At this point in our marriage, we should have a child or at least one on the way. That's not necessarily true, okay. that yeah. bit, but mm. maybe you should be having sex though. Mm. I don't understand why my wife feels this way about sex, but it's put me under a great deal of pressure. Oh, man, I thought it was going to be a wild one, and then it, yeah. it got all serious really soon. I just <laughs> <laughs> oh, had the potential, okay, the potential. Oh, flipping heck. Oh, I've got to be boring with that one and say, okay, divorce. Kind yeah. of thing, yeah. Because, like, the thing is that like, you don't want to pressure somebody into having sex. No, that's not the one you want to be doing at all. Yeah, and, it, like, it doesn't sound like it's a, like, there's... You haven't, he hasn't mentioned anything about love, yeah. loving the partner and such. No. So it doesn't sound like maybe a... Maybe it's an arranged marriage. Possibly. If they're from good Muslim homes, it may be arranged. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he needs to, like, yeah, divorce. Say so it's, it's not... Like, they, they've, like, they're still young enough, okay, to find somebody else and such. But, yeah. All right. Dear Deirdre. I thought I was no longer a serial cheat until I slept with my colleague behind my wife's back. Dear Deirdre, after a night, please don't turn this into, and then I found out they had cancer. Like, this, 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 can we just, because it's so annoying, because the ones you recorded before, yeah. we might have actually find one of them again, and just do it again, because th- that one was flipping wild. They were class, yeah. After a night out with the lads, I cheated on my wife with a female colleague. Now I feel so angry with myself, as I thought I'd changed my bad habits of the past. Um, I have several, I've had several long-term relationships in my early 20s and I must have cheated during them around 50 times. I decided to live the single dream for a few years until I met my wife. She knew my reputation. It took a long time for her to trust me and I had to give up nights out with my mates. Mm. Uh, she, report, she repeatedly warned me we would be over if I messed her around. A girl joined my firm 18 months ago and we became good friends, uh, but only friends. She's 26, I am 33. We had never even had a drink together until the night when she turned up in the pub. So all that sexual tension building up over 18 months. Oh, dear. Uh, so you should have had a drink before then so you could just release it. the yeah. tension a bit. Just like, oh, we've had a drink and we haven't torn off each other's clothes. It's fine. Now they've both gone, you're out for a drink tonight. <laughs> Me too. Yes. Nice. <laughs> Oh dear. Uh, when she turned up at the pub where I was drinking with mates, we had a good laugh all evening. When we left, I asked if she wanted to share my taxi as she lived on Roots home. She invited me in for a coffee. That's not your home. Um, and we were laughing on the settee when we found ourselves kissing. We had a lot to drink and ended up in bed. It wasn't planned and I, and I was generally upset afterwards. She has not spoken to me since. Only, only the two of us know what happened. I miss talking to her and trying to avoid one another is stressful. I'm moody, stressed and miserable. I realise how much I love my wife and want to tell her. 
But I know she will leave if I do. She's 30, has just had our first child, a son, and it should be the happiest time of our lives. All things are, I stand to lose, as things are, I stand to lose my wife, my child, my home. My family would never speak to me again either. No one can grasp why I'm upset all the time and I have no one to confide in. 52 weeks later, what should he do? Um, he should live with the shame. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all the stuff that he's saying does, doesn't sound appealing to tell his wife. No. <laughs> he's going to lose his wife that he loves, his, his firstborn son, his actual home... <laughs> you, you got firm it, mate. This is it. Because he doesn't seem like this girl he's cheated with is running around making it hard for him. Mm-hmm. He's just upset about it all. I think he's just gonna have to, yeah. Yeah, like why mess up okay his wife's life? That's that's the thing. For the mistake that he made. No, do you know what? If he's gonna be moody, okay, well maybe go counselling yeah. to um, sort out the um, the moodiness. But other than that, don't tell the wife. No, he needs to fix up. He needs yeah. to fix up his ears and mess up for everyone. Oh, if the counsellor says okay to tell the wife, get a new counsellor. <laughs> get a counsellor. <laughs> right, dear Deirdre, I've gone back to my... Right, I am having wild sex with my best friend's mum after her dad left her for a younger woman. Come on, let's go. We're doing that again because it was too good. I'm pissed off that the technology let us down. Oh, this is an awesome one. Right, I had wild sex with a woman twice my age, which would be okay, but she's my mate's mum. My best friend at college is a girl who, like me, is doing creative arts. We are both 18. Uh, she has been upset recently because her parents split up. Her dad has left her mum for a younger woman. It happens. It happens. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. And I remember, okay, um, uh, when we did this before, I said, okay, um, possibly, okay, the guy was on a, in a friend zone. Yep. He's been so, put friend zone by the girl. Has he been friend zone by the girl? This is what we need to find out. Uh, she's been upset recently because, for sure, for a young woman, I've been trying to support my friend and end up staying around there for a few nights. We've become very close, but we're just friends. Mm. She hinted at more. But I said I felt awkward about it and it would be like I was taking advantage of the situation. A proper, decent guy. Good guy. He's actually got his friend's feelings in in mind. He's he's a good guy. That's true. Then why would he go with his mum? Find out. <laughs> she, said, she said it showed what a special guy I am. You are a special guy, mate. I was sleeping downstairs on the sofa when her mum came down to make herself a cup of tea as she couldn't sleep. Also, not even sharing the same room as his friend. Not even sleeping on the, on the floor where you can go, this floor's pretty uncomfortable, can I just get into the bed yeah. with you? She said, yeah, sure. It's okay. <laughs> that didn't, <laughs> didn't even happen. The safe part again. Uh, she said how much she appreciated me being such a great friend to her daughter. She said how devastated she was her husband leaving her for a girl half his age. She started crying and said, it's made me feel like an ugly old woman. I said... And it's true. You're beautiful. You're the most gorgeous of any of my friend's mums. That was pretty, pretty strong. Doing too much there. Doing too, too much. much. Just say, yeah, you're, you're a beautiful lady. Mm-hmm. You can even, of, you don't want to say you're a beautiful lady for your age, because that sounds like you, you, it's a shit sandwich. You kind of yeah. pulled away <laughs> the compliment there. Uh-huh. Um, but she's 37 and she has a great figure. 
She said, you're the medicine an old lady like me needs. 37 really <laughs> isn't old. She's talking like she is like, it's done. It's over for her. <laughs> yeah. 37, like if you're single at 37, it mm. wasn't actually, it's not necessarily over. No, for not you. at all. Like, um, I didn't know what you say. Uh, so I, I didn't know what to say. And she went back upstairs to bed. Okay, it's over. You've dealt with it, mate. Well done. Next night, she came down again, sat by me and asked if I was just friends with her daughter or if anything else had gone on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How, how can she do that? Well, I mean, was she asking? Why is she asking? We'll see. I said truthfully that we were strictly mates and she leaned over and kissed me. That wasn't, again, that, as I said before, that wasn't the opening. <laughs> as a mum, you should be like, you're still my daughter's friend. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, you should have been, he would have thought, you're just asking out of curiosity. Yeah. Which is fair. I'm staying over. I'm mm. doing a lot. Mm. You, might, you might assume I, I fancy your daughter, uh, but I don't. I'm just a good guy. That's, that should have made her feel great. Nope, not her. <laughs> she just kissed him. I was stunned, but then kissed her back, and we had sex right there on the sofa. She cried a bit afterwards. Oh, God. But <laughs> And said I made her feel wanted again. Oh, happy tears. But we agreed we must not do it again or tell my friend. Okay, that's good. Yep. There you go. Next day, I was as normal as I could be with my friend, but told her I needed to go home. It was the weekend, so I didn't see her then for a couple of days. She seemed okay on the Monday and asked me round. I was torn, but couldn't resist saying yes. We had a good evening talking together, and her mum seemed normal. I went to sleep on the sofa again, but couldn't help wondering. I know it's wrong, but I was really pleased when her mum came down in the small hours. (laughs) (laughs) She said... I need a cup of tea, but laughed and laid down on the sofa with me. We've had sex a few times since, and it's great, but I know my friend would be gutted if she found out. Her dad has left her mum and has got off with her best mate. What should he do? <sighs> the thing is, so the mum's just done exactly what, okay, what um, the dad did. Yep. Got somebody half her age. Mm-hmm. Somebody her daughter's age. Um, although, okay, we were laughing like during that because that's a hilarious <laughs> scenario. Like, I think there's something a bit wrong, okay, like a 37 year old, okay, getting with an 18 year old, uh, like her daughter's friend. Yep. Um, like, the thing is, yes, she's like emotional, but the mother in her should still say, okay, like, that's like, that could be my son kind of thing. Yep. Um, so I'd say, okay, that the guy shouldn't go there because he's 18 and that might be in his like first like um, taste of the, like, the no pants dance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's going to have the willpower okay, to say he's no. willpower. He's 18 and he's bagging a MILF. <laughs> a full <laughs> MILF. <laughs> Every part of it that's wrong is making it so hot for him right now. That is. Yeah, if, imagine if he is friend zoned by that girl. Like, like if he has been friend zoned before, like I said, that, that's a sledgehammer to the walls of that friend zone. The it's, ultimate. The ultimate. The, the, imagine that. She's like, I'll just see you as a brother. It's like, okay. I don't see your mum as my mum. <laughs> and he's just. <laughs> and I'm going to smash away. <laughs> You can't be upset. You said we're just friends, whatever. It's like, what's the issue? Oh. Uh, yeah, that's, that's wild. But yeah, but the fact again that she, um, the girl actually 
like said, oh, could there be something? Yeah, that's. And then he's like said no. This means okay that like, this could never come out. You can't. You can never go there because that what that means to a young girl is you rejected me to get with my mum. Mm-hmm. You've always liked my mum. Were you ever my friend? That's it. This is it. That is yeah. Like I say, he he can never fall for the daughter. He no. can never fall for her and suddenly realise he loves her because that that time bomb <laughs> that's ready to just detonate at any moment. It's like the sword of Damocles just hanging over the yeah, head. Just like uh, uh, <laughs> no. Each time mum gives you a hug and you you like shudder away. Yeah. She's like, what's wrong? So, uh, nothing. Nothing. Just it's all right. She whispers in your ear. Just squeezes your bum a bit. It's like oh, shit. <laughs> Um, oh. do, you, do you ever want some tea? Doctor, doctor, I'm feeling a bit ill. Can you give me some of your medicine? <laughs> just winks at him, just like, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> too much pressure. It's way too much pressure. Um, oh. Right, I think I think that's the dear, dear Drees. Uh, uh, your phone's on like 6%. This isn't your main phone, is it? Uh, that is the main phone. That's the main phone. That's that right. phone, he's got a trap line. He's got, he's got two phones. He's got two phones. Yeah. We, 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 we found out about his previous marriage, his secret. <laughs> oh, this is not going, doing good for me then at all. I'm going to have to tell you my name. No, 52 where can they find you? Okay, so you can find me at all platforms 52 weeks later. So we have the Twitter, we've got the Instagram, um, and we've got a website www.52weekslater.com So you're mainly going to see on Twitter stuff about Japan, stuff about my job, test automation, like coding and such, and there's just random stuff. Um, and yeah, um, feel free, okay, to come chat to me. I've got my YouTube yep. uh, channel as well, 52 Weeks Later, which shows you the first 52 weeks of me um, writing the book. Awesome, man. Awesome. Uh, yes, I guess that is the end of the pod. Uh, episode 160. Cheers for listening. Uh, share, subscribe, like, all that good stuff. And um, as I said, you, if you'll hear this, so I would have fixed the issue that happened. But I can't believe we, we were lucky. We lost only 20 minutes of the pod. That's true. Because that would have uh, <laughs> been heartbreaking. <laughs> it been hard. Right now, it's a bit annoying, but once I fixed it, it'll be fine. All right, peace. Cool.